Welcome to this week's episode of Cinematic Adventure. I'm Daniel. I'm JP. And this week, instead of reviewing a movie or doing a list or um, being productive, we are going to instead talk about our corporate overlords, Disney, because they just <laughs> launched Disney Plus. All Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the way you were phrasing, we're still doing a list. Good. I hope. <laughs> Uh, I have to interject here because this was going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're still doing our list. We're going to do the um, our favorite uh, movies that we didn't think that we'd like, but ended up liking. But first, all hail Disney. No, all stop that. Disney. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you do realize that there are people who like, there's like two sides. People who are like, Disney's evil, Disney's horrible. And anybody who speaks positively is a corporate shill. And then people that are like, Disney's a company. Yeah, but like I can be both because Disney is because Disney bought Fox and they refused to put um all of their content on Disney Plus. But also, like I got to be I got to pick a profile pic for Disney Plus and I got to be Robin Hood. And that's just that that's drawn you over. Now you're a corporate show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, see where you're from. Uh, yeah, it's a complicated relationship. Not that complicated. You were able to be Robin Hood, and now you're all in. Uh, yeah, all in. I got my list up. I I have a list of uh, Disney Channel um, of Disney Channel original movies that were um, that I watched when I was a kid, and I'm like, these look utter utter garbage, and I want to watch them. Um, I've got some. I got uh, the Sign of Zorro from the fifties, and I have the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, you're uh, feeling great now. By the way, sorry for anyone who can hear the construction going on in the background. That's uh, happening in my house. It happened too soon to broadcast for me to be able to relocate. So I couldn't like just go to Starbucks after we started. Basically, <laughs> uh, that's all right. I can't hear much. Of it. Um, but yeah, you said that you started the Mandalorian. It did. Um, so okay, first of all, talking about Disney Plus, when I got it, which was a week ago, <laughs> um, yeah, it came out today here. Yeah, it's hilarious that you're all in for it. You've had it like a couple hours. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've had it for like seven days. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll calm down eventually, but I'm like, Treasure Planet. Yeah. See, it's funny to see where our interests lie because that's what he goes to immediately. The first thing I saw was I can end game endlessly. I can just put it on a loop. I can watch <laughs> three hours and 10 minutes, do it again. Fire up another shot, throw it right at my brain. Um, And then, so the first thing I did when I went through it was, exactly what from the mcu is on disney and then i immediately went to netflix and looked for what's missing and so it's true if you have disney plus and netflix you have all of the MCU, including all like you have everything with the mcu um including agents of shield that's still on netflix um all of the movies are either on disney plus or they're on netflix all of the tv shows are either on disney plus or they're still on netflix for as far as the MCU. Um, then I checked Star Wars. Star Wars, Disney Plus did an interesting thing. They thought they'd get away with it, but they didn't. Um, now, I know. They did the cynical corporate thing of not putting the holiday special on there. Shame. What the shit are you talking? No. What they did was <laughs> they added McClunky into Greedo. Like, Greedo didn't say, he, they, they changed his line. That's hilarious. And so it's, 
So for the original and they trilogy, that, like, I the got nerds weren't going to notice that. Well, they did. I I like to think that George Lucas slipped it in. It's like yeah, you you want to buy no, it. it was George Lucas. Yeah, you want <laughs> you want to you want to put in put, put put Star Wars up and change everything and ruin it. Uh here, McClunkley, fuck you. You know, fortunately, he, it didn't ruin it. It just stupid. Yeah, it's, it's one part of one scene, but it's really dumb. And the that original scene, was better. And but, every time they change it, it just gets dumber. So, so um, for me, what I did was I got the original trilogy because you want to do Star Wars month, but like also my birthday, so it's not going to actually be over a month. Star Wars, and so I got the original trilogy non-special edition. Um. And so I don't know. Okay, so well, you will because if you watch the non and then watch the, you'll see the whole who shot first, the whole who shot first frame, like why people are so mad at Lucas. Um, originally in the 1977 version, Han Solo shot Greedo. Or Greedo, like Greedo was, he was sitting there talking to him, and um, Greedo was a bounty hunter. He was sitting talking to Han and basically saying, "Jabba's put a bounty," on. and Han was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and shoots him. Yeah, and, and he didn't even uh, back at all. It no, was just there was no, yeah, explosion. that's what I'm saying. He, Rito wasn't even going to shoot him. He just, I'm just, I'm just sitting there, blaster, gone, right? And then we move on. And then, so, and then it's to portray him as this rebel who just doesn't give a damn. He will shoot bounty hunters. Like, he is the anti-hero. That's who Han Solo was. That's who he is. That's... That's just a part of his character. And everybody was fine with that in the 70s. But then the 90s come along and with some political correctness. And I don't think so. I think it's exclusively George Lucas. Well, it's, the, it's the climate. It's the environment around it. Because remember, in 1977, Lucas is the one who put that in. And it stayed in there until the 90s. And then all of a sudden, Lucas is like, no, I don't want Han Solo to be seen as this, like, as this mean guy, he's, I, I want to, he ends up being a hero. I don't want him to start out as a bastard. Okay, we're going to have, we're going to have Dean Brito shoot the same. And my then everybody's like, what? No. And then he's like, no, 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 no. You know what? We're going to have Brito shoot first. And everybody's like, no, one shot first. And that's where the whole thing came from. He changed it. It was fine the way it was. You don't need any of this special edition crap on shot first. It's part of his, and you know what? It actually, it's better that Han shoots first because Han's story is mentioned. He went from anti-hero to hero. And that is kind of ruined by you diluting him as being like, well, he was always sort of a nice guy. No, he wasn't. He was an asshole. He was an asshole turned good guy. You, he became a good guy in spite of himself. And that is what everybody loves about him. And Lucas was like, no, no, no. I, I, I've got to de-asshole him. There's too much of him. We were like, no, no, you didn't. That's the whole Han shot first. Which, by the way, why are we talking Star Wars? That's not... The Look, that's on you. <laughs> I you just, brought it up. I was just saying that Disney Plus exists, and you're like, do you know what I hate? Star Wars. <laughs> first of all, I never said that. <laughs> Secondly, you brought up Disney Plus, and of course the first thing I'm going to talk about is... And then the second thing is going to be Star Wars. Um, that's how we got here. So you're watching The Mandalorian. I did. I, I, so I, my original thing, I want the first, oh, the first thing is Endgame. I mean, uh, but Endgame also is over three hours long. And so when you download Disney Plus at one o'clock in the morning, um, maybe don't watch Endgame when you have to get up and go to work. And then, so it's good luck advice. Time, yeah. But didn't have time to watch Endgame in entirety. And you can't stop, you can't like start Endgame. What? That would be ridiculous. Exactly. So, 
I was like, okay, but you know what I can do? I can watch a one hour, which turned out to be not an hour. But it did turn out to be really good, and I enjoyed it. Um, and then my biggest complaint about The Mandalorian is the fact that it is, because like the first episode, I think, was like 48 minutes, and the second episode was like 29 minutes. And I'm like, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> well, for well, that's usually how pilots go. You have a longer episode for the pilot. Usually it's two episodes uh, for the pilot, and then you ha have your regular thing. But my thing is that, well, Netflix made it, made binge culture a thing. Yes. So See, this, when you're talking binge. about a subscription, you're right about pilots, but that's the standard, like, it's a standard television pilot. This isn't TV. This is a streaming service. So they can just hit us, like you said, because Netflix is the culture, they can hit us with eight, ten, you know, eight one-hour episode shots. So the first episode doesn't need to be longer than the rest. They can all be uniform. And I think we all just assume because it was going to be on a streaming platform, be an hour. And with it being less than an hour, it's like, what the hell? like as soon as you get into it the episode's over and it's and the mandalorian lends itself better i think like a, it's like you're watching snippets of a movie you can't watch the next part of the movie until next week and that's really frustrating <laughs> that's how tv shows work i'm a big fan of the good place and they release no, it, and they release and they're all and it's all part of one large narrative yeah i understand how tv shows work but this isn't this is what i'm saying it's not a tv show tv this isn't a news network. This is a streaming platform, which means it can be anything. It, like like you said, they can release the whole season and you can watch all of it in one day. I'm really they glad that they do don't that. because I need to, like, I can't binge watch shit. And everyone's like, have you seen episode six? And I'm like, no, I've seen episode two. <laughs> well, you know the reason why they're doing this, right? Yes, it's so that you, it's because with 12 episodes, let's say, I don't know how long, how many episodes, but for 12 episodes, you're paying for three months instead of one month. Yes, well, so Disney Plus started, which reminds me, I have to, because um, like when I signed up for Disney Plus, they were like, do you want stars for $5 a month, but it'll be free for seven days? And I'm like, sure. Seven days later, I have not even looked at stars apps. Um, but with Disney Plus, they start you out on a seven-day free trial. And during that seven days, you get to watch exactly two episodes of Mandalorian. You get nice and hooked. Now you have to pay for it. I actually respect that business model. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why they did it. Like, if you're going to release something for a trial period, have trials. Try out the show. My favorite show, I haven't even watched a single episode, but I'm going to be watching all of it, is the new Jeff Goldblum one. The world Wait, you can't say it's your favorite show if you haven't watched a single episode. That's true. I'll come back I mean, next week and then say it. It's your most anticipated show. That's fair. My most anticipated show is The World According to Jeff Goldblum because it's Jeff Goldblum talking about stuff he likes, like sneakers and ice cream. And I'm like, that sounds you know delightful. Seeing the world through Jeff Goldblum's eyes feels like it's going to be like this childlike discovery through the eyes of like a 60 year old man so it does sound awesome i'm because so who is more eccentric than jeff Gold? i am so fucking yeah, i love I'm, it so much i'm going to watch that too but first i have to watch endgame about nine that's fair and i'll probably rewatch captain marvel a couple of, um so it's it's funny because it's like what's on there now is endgame captain marvel then you have to go back to Netflix until you get to Doctor Strange. Then you can come <laughs> back to, to Disney Plus. So um, Netflix still has there's there's still a utility for Netflix if you're an if you're an MCU or a Star Wars fan. You have to keep Netflix for a while because they still have Marvel and Star Wars properties. Although if you're a Star Wars 
if you're a sequels hater, you don't really need Netflix because Disney has all of the Disney has everything. The oh, only thing yeah. that Disney has for that Netflix has for Star Wars is The Last Jedi and Han Solo. So, and my God, are those yeah. the best ones? The Last Jedi, beloved by everyone, and Solo was seen. <laughs> you haven't seen. I haven't seen Solo. I've seen The Last Jedi, and like, I love that everyone hates it. It's hilarious. Well, not everyone hates it. It's split the fan base. Some love it, some hate it. Fair enough. I can't I, think of the other hand, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Well, you're also not a Star Wars fan. That's a good point. I have. I also have Thor Ragnarok because I've been wanting to watch Thor Ragnarok for um since it came out, but haven't wanted to pay for it. So okay. I got. You no, know, it's been on Netflix this entire time, right? God damn it. Well, yeah, but I get down Netflix holes. I mean, Do I watch Thor Ragnarok or this weird indie movie from India? You, Tough you choice. Can't do both? Not at the same time. Well, no, not. At the same I don't time, have two monitors. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Disney Plus. The, the only thing that I wish like Thor was fighting the rebellion of like, wait, what? <laughs> No, I'm just like, I get it. I've missed a couple of movies. A couple? You've seen a couple movies. What do you mean you missed a couple? Are you talking about in the MCU? Haven't you only seen like four? I've seen tons in the MCU. I saw that one with Captain America. That one. <laughs> I think I I think I haven't seen, Um, I've seen most of them. I haven't seen the, the, the second and third Thor movie. I haven't seen Iron Man 2 and 3. Uh, and I haven't seen I love how you're like, Marvel. I've seen most of them except for half of them or yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. The ones that people don't like. I'm like, fine, I won't see it. I don't care. I got stuff to do. Yeah. Well, I have to watch the prequels. Um, so for the prequels, I because I have to watch them and everyone said that they're terrible, I decided to get me pumped up. I'd watch like essay on why the prequels are actually really great. Fight me. Um, no, no, like my. That's why I said just watch the prequels. Don't listen to what anybody else says. Yeah, but I, I was already anyone's opinions. Just watch them. But I was already in the mindset that they were bad, so I want to counter that by people explaining elements that they liked about it. Now I'm in a like a neutral base. Um, sort of, but okay. So it, it, you feel like you're neutral, but here's the the thing: when you hear people give counterpoints as to you know, people who get, you have people who say it's bad and they give a reason. And you have people give counterpoints as to why it's good. When you finally do see it, I'll you're not going to be focusing myself. on the story. You're going to be focusing on, oh, this person was right. Oh, that person. Was no, I, person I forget was everything that they said. I, I'm just like, cool. I'm fine. All right. I'm like, I'm like, chill. Um, so yeah, Disney Plus, uh, great website run by an evil mouse. <laughs> Also, I have uh, Steamboat Whittley and Phineas and Ferb on there. Dude, uh, DuckTales. DuckTales? Fuck DuckTales. yes. DuckTales. You DuckTales. got grown-ass people Ooh. showing up to Disney Plus like five-year-olds. Like, Saturday no. morning cartoons. Oh, no. Like, yeah. No. Crazy. Don't do this to me. Where's DuckTales? <laughs> it's like anything that has ever been Disney is on there now. And you better watch it now because you know how Disney is with that damn vault. They'll set yeah. it up a heartbeat. <laughs> I got DuckTales in the movie. Ah, uh, here it is! DuckTales! <laughs> you can't not do that! <laughs> I love it! <laughs> it's the thing. I love the fact that, like, that, um... Holy shit! They even have some DuckTales movies! Uh, I told you! <laughs> I'm gonna watch it all this shit! <laughs> they got the series, they got some movies, they got something based on Indiana Jones. 
Oh, yes. Told you. Oh, this is my new favorite thing aside from that Jeff Goldblum one. <laughs> I have a feeling every single day you're going to be hitting me with this is my new favorite thing. Yeah, it's a great it's life. Completely different each day. Oh, it's great. Disney Plus is great. 10 out of 10 would let rule the world. <laughs> okay, slow down. They're All still evil. Here. Um, I just, I, the go. one thing that I wish is I wish that they had a section for like Fox movies that were Oh, well, yes, like, but okay. The thing to realize is Disney Plus was planned out years ago and they just got the rights to Fox this year. Yeah, but like. So I they're not like, they're you gotta give them like, a minute. It, I, it's gonna be incremental. So it's I, just like the mutants aren't gonna join the MCU the minute the deal goes through. It's gonna, their plans. The plans for these things are like five, ten years out. So you got to give them a minute to be able to throw some stuff in there. And if they just did it slapdash, it would suck. And then we would all hate it and be pissed off and be like, you totally ruined that. So you give them a minute. We'll do that anyway. Though. This is awesome. Um, but yeah, give them a minute. Like I said, like the plans for Disney Plus went back years and they just now got like because the, they were vying for Fox for a while, but the deal kept going through. So you can't make plans on like, oh, We'll get Fox and then we'll throw this into Disney Plus. No, it's you have probably to illegal. Don't have it. So they're, they're, they're coming. The Fox okay. properties are coming. But it does, it is a bold skip that without the Fox properties, Disney Plus can still have grown ass adults sitting in front of their TVs like Saturday morning cartoons like they're little kids. I mean, yeah. Like Disney has the nostalgia thing going on. And plus Disney they have nostalgia. Yeah. Disney basically made all the things you're nostalgic for forever. Yeah. And I'm fine with that as long as I also get like Shape of Water and all of Fox Searchlight. Exactly. So if they have like a Fox section, then that'd be great. But like apparently they're going to put all their Fox stuff on Hulu. I hope they do. I don't want to. As well. But I mean, it's still, it'll still be available. That's the thing. You just want it available, it'll be available. I want it to be available. Um, I don't care how I get it. I do care yeah. a little because I don't want to spend more. So the thing with the, <laughs> the thing with Disney Plus is they're leaning into the Disney brand. Fox Searchlight is not the Disney brand. They own it now, but it's not the Disney. Yeah, so but... anything that doesn't have the Disney brand, yeah, put on this other service that most people don't know what Disney owns, Hulu. Um, which, by the way, speaking of Hulu, the Hulu Marvel properties are on Disney. Okay, cool. Also, so ways, um, uh, huh? my favorite Spider-Man series is on Disney Plus. The one from Which 95, right? Speaking has... of Spider-Man, that's one thing that you will not see. You will not see Spider-Man. Really? That is re really, because, so remember when we were talking about the deal and I kept going, I don't think you understand how this works. I don't think <laughs> I understand owns, how this works. Sony owns the character rights for movies when it comes to Spider the Spider-Man universe. But so wouldn't they just... Parker, Miles Morales, all of that, anything, any of his rogues gallery of, of villains, any of that, anything associated with Spider-Man is all, owned, anything on the big screen is owned by Sony, okay? So when you go to see Far From Home or any of the Spider-Man, like, um, okay, so I'll, I'll put it this way. When you went to see, the very first time Spider-Man made an appearance in MCU movies in Captain America War. Yep. That was an MCU movie. They borrowed the character to bring him into the MCU. Then the next movie was Spider-Man Homecoming. That was a Sony movie. Disney lent out Robert Downey Jr. to Sony. That was a Sony film. If you see that in movie theaters, unless you went on opening day, you gave your money to Sony. 
after that, anything, anytime you've been paying to see that, whether it's a service in the theater, whatever you've been paying, Sony. And I, and what I was thinking is that they'd have the distribution rights, but I think that would also be illegal to just offer the distribution rights to Disney without doing like bidding for them or whatever. Well, no. Okay. So I kind of feel like we need to rewind in story. Okay. What happened was the the company Marvel, uh, not as it is today, but back uh-huh. in the 90s, Marvel as in the comics, they were going under. People weren't buying enough comics. Um, there's a whole history and backstory as to why Marvel was. But in order to salvage what they had, they had to sell off the rights, the movie rights. They still <laughs> kept the comic rights. They kept the merchandise. More importantly, they, they kept the off- cartoon rights. Yes, they kept the cartoon rights, but they sold off the film rights to studios like Sony, Universal, and Fox. Okay, mm-hmm. they sold off the to Fox. They sold off um, the Incredible Hulk, Universal, and they sold Spider-Man to Sony. Those I was were their expecting biggest- at least the X-Men movies to be on Disney Plus. No, because it's not. Again, that's Fox. The new ones, the new MCU movies that have mutants will be on Disney, but the Fox ones are going to go to Hulu. Because again, it's a brand. They want to keep everything set. Because uh, isn't Sound of Music Fox? Because that's on Disney Plus. Is Some what? Fox movies are on Disney Plus, like uh, Sound of Music or whatever. Yeah, well, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna bring in some Fox. I, okay, so let me let me differentiate that because I don't think I made it. When I said they're gonna bring Fox property, they're gonna be like Fox Searchlight Films, mm-hmm. but they are not going to touch anything that is owned by a subsidiary subsidiary of Disney that is its own competition. For example, they're not going to bring in the like the like MCU competition like the mutants. That's going to go to Hulu. That's not going to go up against anything. That's not going to go up against Feige Marvel. I get it. So Fox they want to keep Hulu separate brands. Marvel like Disney Marvel is going to stay on Disney. Well, that's, all that's what I'm hearing now is that I need to get another subscription for Hulu, which well, is I already fine. have Hulu. If so they um, and they they do have a deal where you can add Disney Plus to Hulu if you already have a subscription. I can sign up for both. The reason why I didn't I was going to do that. The reason why I didn't do that is because it's it's thirteen dollars a month, which is basically the price of having Hulu and Disney Plus. But you also get ESPN Plus, and I don't really care about ESPN. Like if I wanted ESPN, I'd be like, oh, I'm I'm all in. But I don't I don't do it. Separately. But how um, much does it cost separately? Though? Hulu for the basic plan is six dollars a month. And Disney Plus is seven dollars a month, so it's thirteen. Okay. Um, if you were to do Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, it's thirteen. So I wouldn't be saving and be adding it. That's fair enough. And meanwhile, in order to do it, I would have to restructure the way I pay you now. So I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it. So, um, I... but if you want ESPN, like it's actually a deal because you basically get ESPN. You pay, you pay for Disney Plus and Hulu, and they give you ESPN. A deal. Yeah. If I cared about ESPN, exactly. Or had it here. You don't have, oh, you're in the, you're a foreigner. Yeah, I'm a foreigner. I'm from the future. <laughs> Everything's terrible. I, the only anyway, reason I know about DuckTales is because of the internet. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah, but like, I'm so excited about DuckTales, man. You have no idea how excited I am. Because I've been hearing about the show for years. And Wait, you haven't seen an episode of it? I've seen like clips on YouTube, but no. Wow. Yeah. Same with Animaniacs. You I haven't seen... Oh, man. I've, again, I've seen clips on YouTube. I just haven't seen a full episode because... But I saw Pink in the Brain. I did see that. Pink in the Brain is part of Animaniacs. Yeah, but like they kept, they had it separate. They had like on a... On YouTube. A, no, this, um, it was on Cartoon Network, which is owned by Warner Bros. Oh, yeah, they got a spinoff show. But um, so Pink in the Brain is like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And that it started as 
part of Animaniacs. It was segmented on Animaniacs, and it was so hilarious that they gave it a spinoff. But I it mean, started as a, as a segment. Yeah, so I watched Pinky and the Brain. I haven't seen Animaniacs, but Pinky and the Brain was my shit. I watched that movie, that TV show so much. It was amazing. Animaniacs, so racy for its time because it's the 90s right uh-huh. and there was i remember one scene where um the girl i can't remember her name right now but she's holding prince oh. they told her to go get prince she's holding prince like the artist prince and they were like and they said no fingerprints and she looks at the camera and goes i'm not fingering prince <laughs> they're eight and i was like damn <laughs> that's so good there's so many jokes like that in like every episode. It's hilarious. Oh god, I I tried to look it up. It's on, and it's one of those scenes that it's like it's easy for me to get it because I'm American, and I'm like, yeah, I know we have free healthcare. Stop it. You know that was a low blow, man. That was not right. Yeah, but I can't buy anime. Nah. Like right. Well, yeah, you don't need to. It's on Disney Plus. Well, I'm many. Now you have it. You have it a week late, but now you have it. Was the Mandalorian spoiled for you, by the way? Because by the time you got it, episode two was already out and we'd already seen it. Yeah, but I don't care. Okay. Because <laughs> I noticed that, like, Americans are so, so American-centric and myopic that we can't, we don't realize, and I, I'm guilty of this as well. Like, we're like, oh, this show's been out for like a week. Everybody's seen it by now. And then everybody around the world is like, hello, I'm done next month. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like Jojo Rabbit. It doesn't come out for an entire month for you. And it came out like two or three weeks ago out here. Yeah, some of the complete bullshit. I mean, what the hell was that? Is it good? Tell me it's good. Please tell me it's good! Okay, take a deep breath. (laughs) (sighs) Calm down. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is good. And that's all I'm going to say on it, because Jojo Rabbit and Last Christmas are movies. They're still good, even if I, I could tell you the entire plot of it, and it would still be good because it's a cinematic experience. But to me, I it's a little bit more special if you don't know anything. Okay. Unless the less you know, I know about and it. The less you know, the better it is because you're going on the journey with the characters. And I think it's a it's better that way. It's a better experience. That doesn't that's not to say that like a rewatch wouldn't be as good, but I think it's especially last Christmas, that's a film because it you think it's one thing. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, no, it's not. And it's much better because of that. So thank you to the trailers for not spoiling Last Christmas or Jojo Rabbit. Because I'll uh, tell you, uh-huh. the majority of the scenes you see in the Jojo Rabbit trailers, uh-huh. like a couple of them happen at the end, but they're so out of context in the trailer that you don't even realize you didn't see it until you're in the movie. And you're like, oh, that was in the trailer. But it doesn't, it doesn't really, like, by the time you get to it, it didn't spoil anything. But um, a majority of the you see in the trailer are from, like, the opening oh brilliant because like him running around like uh with, with taika running around like hitler like doing a crazy dance that's from like the opening it's i it's, oh my god i can't can't wait i can't wait i'm so excited <laughs> actually it's not going to be on disney plus it doesn't come out for you. so question is it an australia thing that it doesn't come out till next month or is it just because you're in the boonies because you are in like middle of nowhere in well um it's because it's an indie movie and if it's not like a big name brand and going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars, they don't care. Um, See, I thought you guys would be the opposite. I thought you guys, screw American imperialism, we're just watching. Well, yeah, except that, wait, this is a New Zealand. I think it's American production budget, but it's uh, a New Zealand director. So New yeah, Zealand yeah. got it. New Zealand got it before us. We're Australia. We're bigger. <laughs> 
So, so New Zealand got it the same time as America did because Taika Waititi is new, is from New Zealand. So they got it before us. I'm I'm not bitter. No, not at all. You don't sound it. Um, but the good news is it'll probably still be out in theaters here when it comes out for you because it's getting Oscar push. So it'll stick around. Usually yeah. movies with some kind of Oscar push. So I can probably see it again when you go to see it eventually. Just remind me. I'll probably simply because you know there's other movies that people are gonna yeah yeah I know I'm so I'm excited totally for the cats. <laughs> we made the same joke. High five. <laughs> Oh. oh, by the way, I found a Disney. Ch- I've been looking up titles that I remember from the Disney Channel original movies, and mm-hmm. one of them is called Now You See It. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and it's about magicians. And I used to be really into magic when I was like eight and a half. So I watched that one. It's not good. It's not good at all. Most okay, of the Disney Channel. segue into our topic for the week. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> but like Disney Channel original movies are like Hallmark movies for kids. Where it's like you grade them on a curve, so you have like upper tier, which is like High School Musical, it's still like a like a six out of ten, and then it just goes down from there. Um, quick question: While you brought that up, can you get the Hallmark Channel? Because I know they have a stream. Uh, yeah, I can get it. Um, it's under a different brand though. I think I think all the Hallmark movies are just under Lifestyle. All right, cool. Get that so that you can watch some Hallmark Christmas movies, so that you can experience the true camp that is an American. That is usually filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> With the With same poster. It's got, you've got like three dudes that rotate in and out of all these movies. Like every season, it's like, oh, here's this one guy in nine. Um, like variation of the same character. They remind me of soap like operas. 12 different women. So the women get rotated in and out a little bit more. But the men, it's like it's like three or four dudes in all of them. They all look exactly the same. That, that's because it's the same. You're watching the same. You've got like they're different archetypes. You've got like you've got like the the urban like lawyer type, but he's a good guy. And then you've got the, but he's like the down home good guy. So even though he's the urban lawyer type, he's okay going back to the ranch. And, then, <laughs> and he's always the ranch. ranch. There's always a ranch. And then you've got the like the rugged cowboy never left the ranch. You take this. You take the. Or not he takes the pitchfork out of his cold, dead hands kind, like, no, I stay on the farm. <laughs> of course, he's always got to save the farm because the corporatists are coming in and taking it away from him. And they're, they're gentrifying the whole small town and nobody's okay with it. But hey, this then it's always going to be like the woman is a corporate lawyer and she's one of the ones who's coming in to gentrify it. But she's going to have a change of heart because of love of rancher. She changes her mind and no gentrification happens because that's totally how corporate works. Hooray! And every other story. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Exactly. Cute. Cheese. And then, oh, uh, oh, and then you have the woman. Where she's a total. She never get married. She wants this uptight square. But then her job sends her. She, by the way, is getting ready to get up and be the big way to stop. And then her job sends her on one last task before the holidays, right when it starts to snow. She gets sent out to the middle of nowhere flyover land. And when she gets there, she gets a flat tire or a broken heel on her designer's boots. Oh, And a rancher has to come out and save her. Some Christmas tree farmer. Who has abs that act as like car jacks and then he lifts up the car and he, <laughs> he lifts up the car with one hand and changes the tire in the other and then he drinks a beer. <laughs> You're welcome. 
wow, that's uh, <laughs> and then but usually he has a daughter, um, but he's not married because one of two uh, let me guess yeah, or he was a total corporatist bitch who went off to marry cheated on him and ran away with all the money and now he had to <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's like that's the template for like half of God, I love um, Christmas. Yeah, but then then there's a Christmas tree. Some the woman is always like the corporate woman is always stuck. There's a snowstorm. There's a car problems. Something keeping her from going home back to her life. She totally loved until she learned that the small town was where it was at, and she wants to get stuck in the snow and the cold ass weather. That's everything. Merry Christmas! Hooray! Uh, yeah, so you have to get the Hallmark Channel so you can experience that. Um, Australia has a has a similar archetype for dumb movies, which is um, they live out back in the desert. There's very little water. They own a farm. They gotta own a farm. They always own a fucking farm, and they're struggling. We're struggling for the farm, and the big wigs are coming in. And then it's like we gotta do something with this small town in order to do it. It's basically, um, and then I don't know something, something, something beer. <laughs> Take out the beer and that's the American. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, so yeah, Disney Plus Christmas, uh, terrible Disney Channel movies. I'm all in. Uh, okay, so now we segue into the topic for this week, which is uh, films me- that we did not think that we would like, but then we saw them and we were totally wrong. Uh-huh, totally wrong. Indeed. You start because this is okay. Uh, I'm going to start with what can only be described as what um, good. Um, th- this this movie right was for girls. It was for icky girls with cooties and shit. And I was eight and a half. I'm not watching a movie for girls. And then I did, and I'm like, fuck, it's good. It's real good. What do I do about this? I don't know. Grow up or something. So my first one is The Princess Diaries. I, I love The Princess Diaries. It's so goofy and fun and silly. And this is like a six out of 10 movie with like two eight out of 10 performance. They're both, um, so basically this is a movie based on a terrible book with no plot. And then Disney came in and it's like, hey, Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway, you wanna do a Disney movie? about princesses and for some reason they both said yes and so and their performances elevated this cheesy movie into glorious cheese glorious. oh god i love it so much have you seen it yeah yeah all right what do you think um well i struggle to say <laughs> the way you said that um <laughs> it i i guess you can call it glorious like, I, I liked all the performances. It was a cutesy movie. I took it for what it was. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on... I don't Netflix. think anyone did. <laughs> well, like, you know, some... Like, Fair enough. But um, I saw it on Netflix, and it was a time pass. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't bad. It definitely wasn't bad. Um, I was totally surprised it was very good. Um, Anne Hathaway was good. And, uh, I don't know, the acting was good. The story was okay. Yes, that's what I'm thinking too. Story was okay. It was fun. It's a fun, it's a fun premise. Uh, and it's like, Disney was like, hey, wait a minute. We're Disney. Our brand is princesses. Did, did no one tell us this? We're basically putting the archetype where the little girls that watch our movies want to be princesses. And we don't have a movie about an ordinary girl becoming a princess what what's up with that shit 
And then they made well, the princess diaries. About this is she doesn't really become a princess. She already was. She just didn't know it. Yeah, but like it's about an ordinary girl discovering that she was a princess, which like is so Disney to me that I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> Fair enough. What were we talking about when we got so rudely cut off? We were talking about how great um, prin- the Princess Diaries was, wow. and that now that we've done that, we can talk about how great something you thought you wouldn't like. Okay. Um, so I have to preface with saying, like, this was the hardest list for me to come up with because I've been like the journey that you're on now of like, ooh, I like movies. I want to see all of them. I did that 30 years ago. <laughs> So I've given a little bit more time of, I've, I've seen a lot of movies, just like you, you're seeing thousands of movies this year. I did that in the 90s. <laughs> um, in the 90s, like, like I said, like in, in, from 1994 to like 1998, I saw like four movies a day. And it would, from, it would be, I would go to the theater and I would see the theater movies. I would go to the, I would go all the way out to the middle of nowhere to the independent theater to watch those movies. I would watch foreign films. I would go to Blockbuster and rent just anything. I was watching, if there was a movie, throw it at me. I was watching everything. And after about 20 years of that, you get to the point where you're like, you're starting to figure things out without wanting to. You can look at a movie and be like, this is what this movie is going to be. And you can like kind of judge the premise just by you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, I don't think this is going to surprise me because very few things do. But sometimes, so you you don't go for surprises necessarily. You go for the experience, and most of the time you can look at it and be like, mm, "That's that's not an experience I give a shit about." I've had that experience a hundred times. I don't care. Um, so I do, I will sound jaded. I'm going to preface with that, but it's an earned jaded. It's not like I'm just some elitist a-hole that's just like I don't want to watch that. No, I've watched thousands of movies, and through that you know yourself. You get to know like I don't know. You're not just someone that's like, it's not Marvel, therefore I no, don't care. No, 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 no. I love, yeah, I love all movies, and I've seen all kinds of movies. And so, but after a while, you get to hone in on like, I don't particularly care for this type of an experience, or ooh, I really love that type of an experience, right? So you get to know yourself as you go on your cinematic journey, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm right. prefacing with that. That's why this list was hard for me, because... Most of the time, when I think, I don't really think I'm going to like that movie, I'm right. <laughs> and most of the time, and then usually, the dis, usually, like, I've been disappointed more than I've been, like, pleasantly surprised. It's rare for me to be like, I don't think that's, I don't think I'm going to like that movie, and be like, hey, I actually like that movie. Most of the time, it's like, hey, this looks like a good movie, and it's like, I was so wrong. It wasn't. um so and that's because you know they're getting like the studios that create the movies are not the same studios that do the advertising for the movies so the trailers are done by a completely different company which is how you get trailers for movies like downsizing and suburbicon and then you get those actual movies that have nothing to do with those trailers um the sonic the hedgehog movie is a good example of this because they were like we want to make it dark and edgy and then everyone's like what the fuck are you doing it's sonic who cares make it camp and fun and silly and redesign the bad apparently the movie already was camp and fun they just the the people making the trailer wanted it to be something other than that but um so that being said and this is going to be surprising because i am such a well it's going to be surprising in one sense and not in another because because i am such a huge comic book movie fan not just marvel fan 
Um, I love, like, I'm, I'm a nerd, so I love the Marvel movies because they do it best. But I do love comic book movies just in general. It doesn't have to be specifically a Marvel film. And Marvel has made, like, there have been Marvel, not MCU necessarily, but there have been movies that by Marvel, they were just, they're, come on, like, really? Um, <laughs> and so the first movie on my list is Batman Begins. I did really? not want to see Batman Begins. I thought it was, it, I was like, it looks like crap. It looks like a dark, gritty take on Batman. Cause at the time, this is the nineties. Um, or no, actually it was the beginning of the two thousands. And I was like, we've been there, done that. We had the Tim Burton crap. I, by the way, I hated the Tim Burton Batman movies. Um, so when I saw this dark, gritty tale, I'm like, been there, done that. I don't want to go back. No, thank you. Pass. Hard pass. And everybody was like, no, 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 it's not what you think it is. It's like a realistic take. And I'm like, I don't need the super realistic, gritty take of Batman. That's dumb. I want... My favorite Batman is still Adam West, right? Give me getting trapped in a fucking egg timer or some <laughs> shit. I don't need this... I don't need 2005 gritty Batman. Well, so, that, you, well, so you were wrong. <laughs> this movie's great. I'm sad you like it. Because I loved the camp. Because it's a comic book. It's supposed oh. to be light. It's not supposed to be dark and gritty. And But then Batman and Robin came out, and I was like, okay, you've betrayed even me. Because you took camp and made it, you made camp camp. <laughs> you, just, you can't make camp camp. You never you go, full, go camp. full camp. Like, there's a bat credit card. <laughs> Come on. Like, we, no. No. And they ruined Dick Grayson. Just no. Don't do it. It's like they tried to, for Batman and Robin, it's like they tried to make a parody of the 1960s show, which was in itself a parody. Well, the story behind Batman and Robin is Schumacher wanted to make a true sequel to Batman Forever, and he wanted to get slightly more serious, but the studio interfered and was like, no, we want this to basically be a commercial for toys. And he was like, okay, then fuck you. And he made a commercial for toys. That's why keep seeing I, them stop and and like they stop and pose like it's a commercial that's why because he yeah, they pissed him off so much I think like he was contractually obligated because they kept like fucking with the script he would he would submit a script and they would be like no take out all the good parts and substitute it with garbage and he was like you know what then fuck you i'll just make the garbage and so that's that's how we got batman and robin and i was so disenfranchised from batman and robin and the tim burton batman movies that i was just like there's never mm -hmm. going to be a good batman movie Nobody can do it right. <laughs> so, you want to know something really funny? I, I was, uh, it was 2005, right? I was just pretty much just getting Diaper. into watching movies for real. <laughs> right? Like, I, I watched, I watched movies. I watched lots of movies, but I, I'm like, oh, cool. This looks like fun. And that, and in two, around 2005 is when I'm like, this is great. I want to watch this forever that's when i started that's why i haven't watched it um and when the joker card came up at the end of um batman begins right right do you know what my thought was goody I, I don't know my thought was oh my god they tied it into the 89 one wait because joker was in the 89 so one. to you like it was it never occurred to me that they were going to make a sequel. Oh, that's interesting. Because no one made sequels of stuff. Wow, okay. So that, that's a, because, especially comic that's books a purely stuff. Australian way to see it. Because everybody in the US was, Joker sequel! That's immediately oh, what 
No, 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 no. I'd like to point out that exclusively me, everyone else was like, what are you talking it's about? Not an thing. It's just a you up. thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just in the dark because I was mainly watching television. Yeah, okay. I gotcha. Because yeah. yeah. the but second really... they showed the Joker card, we were like, sequel, sequel, who's gonna play the Joker? Uh-huh. Who's gonna play the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Heath Ledger, boo. And then I'm like, Heath Ledger, yes. Because I didn't care. I saw um, so we didn't actually talk about Batman Begins. So we got the context. Batman and Robin sucks. It was um, actually my brother who forced me to see it. It was like, I saw this movie so late. It was almost done with its initial run before I went to see it because everybody was going on and on and on about how awesome it was. But again, people kept saying how realistic and how gritty. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Done. Nope. I don't care. People use the word gritty too much. They're like, look, it's gritty. And I'm like, it's not gritty. <laughs> It's realistic, sure-ish, as realistic as a gi- as a billionaire dressed up like a bat-punching homeless people can be. <laughs> um, well, okay, so two. Have you seen Lego Batman? That was a, that's a great. It was it was dark. It was realistic, but to Nolan's credit, he did it in a in an interesting way. It was he still kept enough of the camp in there for it to be a good movie because like Batman. It is camp. It's like my favorite part of the Justice League um, animated series is when uh-huh. Batman and Wonder Woman are standing on top of gargoyles talking and Wonder Woman's like hinting that she wants to date him and Batman is like, you're a princess with like superhuman powers. I'm a rich kid with daddy issues. Like, <laughs> that's Batman. <laughs> I appreciate that he's self-aware. My favorite, my favorite moment um, in Batman the Animated Series is when he has to sing karaoke. Oh, to um, Dave, what so was it, got, Santana or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you got, <laughs> and so you got Batman just singing karaoke. Yeah. Which and is then he's like, hilarious. we're never talking about this again. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's funny. He's funny because he plays exactly. a straight man that's, to like that's everyone the whole else. And that, see, to me, that's why when people are like, it's realistic, it's gritty, I'm like, that's not Batman. Because Batman is serious, but there's also this element of camp that's tied to it. You can make him realistic, you just can't make him gritty. If you make him gritty, you get Batman Returns. Ugh. I, like, that, that, that whole series, like Batman and Batman Returns, belongs in a category with Jurassic Park, where of movies that everybody else loves, but I don't. Like I don't. Park? That's got Jeff Goldblum in it. As we established, Jeff Goldblum is We're the We're segueing. Movie number two. Oh, we're skipping you. You can have the next one. Movie number two, because this is a perfect segue that I did okay. not think I would okay. like, but I actually enjoyed, was Jurassic World. Really? You like Jurassic World, but not yes. Jurassic Park. Explain <laughs> yourself. I haven't actually seen Jurassic World. You have? No, oh, I haven't. Okay. Because everyone said that it was bad, so I just was like, okay, I got shit to do. <laughs> you gotta stop listening to everyone, whoever these everyone is. Um, it saves time. <laughs> Not really, because then I just make you watch it later anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, so with Jurassic World, I had 0% interest in seeing it. I did not like any of the Jurassic Park movies that came before it. And I was just like, it's stupid. It's gonna be stupid. It's not gonna have a plot. I don't care. Like, and this is coming from an MCU fan, okay? Like, I'm I'm not against big blockbusters. I love big blockbusters if they're good. 
And what I mean by good is I don't mean they have to have an Oscar-worthy script. I'm not looking for that. I know they're not. But they have to be entertaining. And Jurassic World, I found entertaining, even though I thought I would not. I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to suck. A friend of mine and I were like, we have nothing. We wanted to go to the movies. We'd seen everything else because that's how you are when you're me. You see, you see all the movies, and then you're just like, well, now we're down to the shit. We have to go see that, or we have to rewatch something nine times. So it got to the point where I was like, fuck it, Jurassic World, we'll go. Let's do this. And so we're like, all right, let's just go waste a couple hours. Like, we know it's going to be shit. And then we came out like, that actually wasn't that shit. If you, it's all about managing expectations, I guess. <laughs> That's a poster quote right okay, there. That oh. wasn't that wasn't that shit, Jackie. <laughs> that was the most Joker laugh that I've heard from an authentic person in my life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like that was an actual real life Joker laugh right there. <laughs> <laughs> and also, again, so the reason why I didn't like Jurassic Park is because oh, there's so many. Um, so for one. <laughs> expectations so the expectations were so high before the movie came out that because everybody was like it was so good oh it was so good you know the people who get the pre-screening and everything and they're like oh it's so great it's awesome but the thing is what everybody thinks is so awesome about jurassic park is seeing dinosaurs interact with people like the real like the seeing dinosaurs look like they're in real life interacting with people nowadays that is i'm not gonna lie that's still pretty it is great, great. and it, it is awesome and they did that really well but i'm a story person and it just didn't the story of jurassic park relied on everybody being as stupid as possible in order for it to work because if any one person is like i'm not gonna be that dumb the whole plot doesn't take place which is, which is really funny because it's like the, the guy has that line. What's that line? I don't know. Which guy? Uh, it's, it's like, um, well, yeah, we sped no expense. And I'm like, you totally did. Exactly. You 100% this. This is 100% your fault, you idiot. And then on top of that, like, at the end of all of this, you have, so, in, and they did this because you can't have 19 sequels if you end it the way the books end it. The book from what I understand, ends it with um, them bombing the the whole, like the, the islands that they created the dinosaurs on. They bombed the islands uh-huh. to kill off the dinosaurs because uh-huh. they were like, oh yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> but um, in the movie... <laughs> okay, so what about Jurassic World? Um, so in Jurassic World, what I liked about it was it was an entertaining ride. It was just like, oh, okay, this is like we're... So how do, oh, I have to go back to like the beginning. Like, it was interesting in that I thought this was going to be a waste of time and not even be interesting. But what everybody else liked about Jurassic Park that I was like, yeah, it happened, but I don't care. It ha- that happened in Jurassic World. And I was like, that was kind of like, I, I didn't see it coming. I don't know why I didn't see it. I, I did. Yeah. It w- what, what it was amazing to me about Jurassic World was that it had enough of a story for me to be okay with it. Because I thought it was going to be just like complete shit. Just like all the other ones, as far as story was concerned. But it had enough of a story for me to go, I can sit here for an hour and a half and be fine with this. And I liked, I liked the actors. You know how you're like a character person? Jurassic World is nothing yeah. but characters. Now, some of the characters have no reason at all, like for anything. They don't have a reason to be there. 
to do anything. Um, uh-huh. But that's fine because there are plenty of other characters. <laughs> so it's, they just bombard you with pointless characters, but there's action. And then there's a really cool scene at the end. And then you're like, that was satisfying. I'm okay with that. But like, but cool. to me, like, like contrasting that with Jurassic Park, T-Rex saves the day. Uh-huh. T-Rex saves the day from velociraptors who like, we start out with like, we're going to be accurate to dinosaurs. And then they immediately go away from being accurate to dinosaurs because velociraptors <laughs> are not the size of like a seven foot thing. Velociraptors are the sizes of like a turkey. They're ancestors to damn birds. They're not freaking giant lizard things. And then, like, and they have these these like paleontologists in the movie that are like, "Oh yeah, I'm an actual scientist. I should know that they had feathers, but these don't. So they're an abomination." I don't, I don't think that that was known back then. But what I like about um, Jurassic World the most, having not seen it, um, is that there is their explanation for. I haven't seen it, but I know that they explained that, yeah, we made dinosaurs look like this because we're cloning them, so we can just change their genetics yes, or whatever. they did. Um, the, the scientist from the first movie is back, um, and he, he said that. Um, the thing, so here's the thing, Jurassic World, I was okay with. The sequel to Jurassic World, what was that called? Was that one. It was crap. Like, it was crap. <laughs> it, it was like, like, I went into it with the Jurassic World expectations, right? Like, okay, it's not going to have a story. I, my brain's turned off. Let's enjoy this. And then it was like, I couldn't even do that. So it's the only entry into the Jurassic anything, because you got park and world, into the whole Jurassic situation. The only entry that I actually will rewatch is Jurassic World. And it's mainly for the, I think I'm not even going to lie. It's mainly for the fight at the end between the Indominus and the T-Rex and the and um, Blue. And Blue, so the dinosaurs in Jurassic World, the dinosaurs become characters. They're not just like a thing that's on the screen. Like they have personalities and they become like, like Blue is a character. Blue is a dinosaur. You're my boy, huh? Blue. You're my exactly, boy, Blue. except Blue is a girl. Um, <laughs> but Blue is a, is a dinosaur. I apologize, Blue. <laughs> And she's, you know, and, and so, and I think it was cool that they gave her a character. Um, but, you know, they gave the dinosaurs a character arc, which is like, that was interesting to me, you know? Because <laughs> in the first movie, they don't really have, they're just That's monsters, like basically. And in this movie... Which is like, animals, I, I like almost. that. Like, it's, it's almost real animals. Yeah. Like, not quite pets because they're way too dangerous, but that's, again, that's the point. Like, some people were kind of seeing them as pets, and people are like, it will eat you. <laughs> Stop yeah, that. So, so I like that, and there's also that commentary going along with it of like, yeah, go ahead and think of it as a pet, as it eats you and your family. But feel free. Feel free. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so Jurassic World was my second entry. What's yours? Uh, so, here's the thing uh, with me and Marvel. I don't. I didn't care about Marvel for ages. I'm like, cool. I got DC, mainly Batman, but I got DC. Uh, these Marvel things are happening off to the side. Who cares? They'll probably not go anywhere. Who no, even knows about Marvel? I got like, I look up Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Wow, Dark Knight Rises sucks. Also, what's this Captain America thing? I mean, he's he's called Captain America. That's so lame and obviously in super American. And come on, why? Sounds super dated. And then I saw Captain America's First Avenger, and I'm like, oh, this is great. 
And also, I want to watch all of the MC. So Captain America, the first adventure is one where I'm like, that's just lame. It's probably going to be dated. It's a World War II movie. Who cares? And I'm like, it turns out I do. <laughs> okay, so... The, th- the thing that I like about Captain America is that he started off as propaganda during World War II, and then in the movie, the- they made him propaganda because he was meant to be uh, like a test, and it's like, cool, we use it on this guy, and then once we test it, we can, have- we can use it on real soldiers or something so he can be propaganda. And then he proves himself, and then he becomes the best character in the MCU, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> also, he's also it's one of the only times that a love story has worked. Mm, okay. In the MCU, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, like, and then Captain America is, has the best arc throughout his entire run as um, in the MCU, and it started here. And I was, and I definitely wasn't going to see it. Because as soon as someone's like, "Hey, you're gonna see the new Captain America," I'm like, "That sounds dumb. <laughs> what kind of per- what kind of person was a character Captain America? That's silly." Okay, you know there is a Captain yeah. Britain in the MCU. Oh, not MCU, but in Marvel Comics. I did not know that until you said it. Just yeah, now. there's all kinds of Captain other countries. <laughs> yeah, they don't have their own movie because Chris Evans playing them. Fun fact: Chris Evans did not want to his... play Captain America. Well, who did he want to play? He didn't audition. To him, Loki. He came to him. Oh, okay. um, so it's really funny that people think like, "Oh, Robert Downey Jr. is this whole huge star," and of course he didn't audition. Actually, he did. And Chris Evans, of course yeah. he did. Robert Downey Jr. was like not a star when that he came was a out. star. But he, he used a- to be. He used to be a star, but like he's he's in like yeah. rehab. He had a bunch of stuff, and it was a massive risk. Insurance companies did not to want in- to insure him because he was mm-hmm. he wasn't even a risk. He was almost a guarantee that he was going to fuck up, and so yeah, he had to audition to be allowed to be the face of Marvel, basically. Um, but John Favreau backed him and was like, "Nah, he's my guy. I want him." Um, he's the one who directed the first Iron Man movie. Um, Captain America, however, Chris Evans, they came to him and they were like, hey, we want you to audition. And he was like, eh, I don't know if I want to be a superhero. But here's the thing. It's not that he didn't want to be a superhero. It's just that he could see down the line. He was like, if this takes off, I'm basically, because the contract they came to him with was like, hey, you want to be in 10 movies. So he's like, that's a huge obligation. That's a giant commitment. And he's like, I knew it. Way Sorry, go on from other possibilities because when Marvel comes calling, you got to drop everything else for reshoots, for other things. And it did actually happen to him. And if you watch um, the Avengers, the the post-credit scene where, actually it's technically mid-credit scene, where um, the Avengers have finished and Whatever. they're eating shawarma. And you know, Captain America is uh-huh. just kind of sitting there exhausted with his hand to his face. It's, he grew he a had beard, a beard because he? he's working on Snowpiercer. And they told him for that's reshoots. Funny. He couldn't shave his beard, so they had to put prosthetics over his face to cover it. And that's why he's not moving, and he's just covering his face. Would it, would, okay, here's a question. Would Justice League have been better if instead of CGIing off the mustache, <laughs> Henry Cavill just had a head over his mouth the entire movie? It wasn't, it was really just one scene where that happened, and it would have been better if they just cut that scene. I think that they had, we could like, uh, several scenes. But it doesn't matter. Point is that this director did the Rocketeer, which makes so much sense. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, later on we can do an entire episode on Justice League because now there's a new resurgence of the Snyder Cut situation, which I... Why? 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 What the hell is the point? I thought that it died, but it has been revived, and now Ben Affleck and Jason Momoa are Team Snyder Cut. So now it's... What? Ben Affleck does not care. <laughs> it has I guarantee that it's just like marketing for something or whatever. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, um, oh shit. Uh, who was he? I, I can put blank on his name. He did the Irishman. Martin oh, Scorsese. Scorsese. Okay. Yeah, Scorsese was like, I don't care about Marvel movies. And now, now every single interview with every director ever. And they're like, hey, what do you think about Marvel movies? And it's, I'm like, oh my God, stop. Please, just stop. Just, I don't care. It's it's clickbait and I hate it. I don't care what anyone else thinks about Marvel movies. They're 90. Who Even that shit? was like, it was a clickbait headline. Because if you get into the substance of what he's saying, he's not saying they aren't movies. What he's saying, he's not saying they aren't movies from some highbrow snobbish look down on Marvel movies thing. He's saying they're more than movies and that they're an amusement park. They're an entire entertainment entity and it's like a juggernaut that can't be stopped and independent movies that's what he's actually saying he's he's right they are roller coasters they're theme parks or whatever else he says they're very boss that's why i watch them i mean he he has a point in that way but it was just a clickbaity title that made people think that he hated marvel movies when that wasn't at all what he was saying uh, and then he had to write another article because he because Netflix came to him and said, "Hey, people are mad at you on Twitter." And he's like, "What's Twitter? <laughs> Never mind. We just need you to write this article." <laughs> that was the most okay boomer moment that you've ever had. <laughs> I don't give a shit about what anyone says about stuff. I, I especially don't care. Like for like, why why do people care what people think about superhero movies if they already like them? Like, I, I care about movies. Exactly. Especially considering that, isn't, didn't people used to want to be part of counterculture? Isn't that the point? Yeah, that's- For like teenagers to be a part of counterculture and then adults to be like, I don't get this rock and or roll music. And no. it's like, okay, I don't Well, care. see, but here's the thing though. Once something becomes mainstream, counterculture is, can- is counter to that culture. So technically Scorsese is counterculture now. Oh my God! Yeah, that's why it's grown really? in. Yeah, well, and it, so again, I have to, I have to clarify. It's not necessarily Scorsese. It's the anti-blockbuster, anti-Marvel thing that is counterculture, because now that yeah. Marvel has cemented itself in the culture, it's become part of the culture. So to be counterculture, you have to be against that. I think that Di- uh, I think that Disney could make so much money selling "I Hate T-shirts." <laughs> They're not going to do that because, again, Disney is all about the brand. I mean, yeah, if I know, anything, but the like, if they did it, I'd respect them so The only much. way they could get away with that, and they actually could get away with that, is to have Deadpool wear an I Hate Disney t-shirt because that is on I brand mean, with Deadpool. Yeah. But, again, it's never going to make it on Disney+. Plus. That's going to be on Hulu. Oh, God. I don't care. So what's your next one? Uh, well, did you, you didn't really – so I guess you just – well, yeah, talk more about what you liked about Captain America. Because you mainly said what you didn't. Okay. Or what you thought you weren't going to like. Well, uh, you, no. You said so I thought that I wasn't going to like it. So it turns out that um, part of the plot is that he is um, that he is meant to be a propaganda figure. And he's like, fuck that. 
Let me beat up Nazis. And then he does. And, um, and then you have Red Skull, who is still, like, in the top five villains. I think Thanos tops in, and probably Loki. Is Loki going to be the villain anymore? I don't care. So you got Loki, Red Skull, and um, Thanos. They're the great Marvel So this sounds villains. like a whole other podcast topic of Marvel villains, yeah. or villains in the MCU, because Marvel villains, like, that can be nine. You could build a podcast around Marvel villains, just like Marvel oh, comics. Um, but yeah, where's Killmonger? He's in the top know. five. Killmonger, I would be in the top two, yeah. because... Killmonger and Thanos are Killmonger's the only great. two that almost, or actually technically did, did have an impact on the, on the, on the, the, the they're anti-heroes that had an impact on the hero. Thanos actually did so, complete his plan, so he would be number one, because he saw his plan through to fruition. Um, but I would put Killmonger at number two. So, um, what I, but what I like most about Captain America um, is Chris Evans, and also that it's a uh, <laughs> war movie, and they didn't, like, they didn't try and water it down. They had him fighting Nazis. And it sort of is watered down in so much as they don't mention Nazis anymore. It's all about Hydra. Well, no, they did it's like Nazis. No, it was a Hydra division can... of the Nazis. Yeah, but like not, but that was, that's in the first movie. And now no, and everyone is like, Hydra controlled everything. All right, fine. But in the first movie, Captain America First Avenger is really good. It's still in my top three Marvel movie, MCU movies. Mm. And the fact that I'm like, that I went for that, got turned around that much because of that, is, uh, says a lot about this movie. Also, he directed The Rocketeer. So if I knew that, I would have been more excited to see it. Very interesting. Um... I love The Rocketeer. It's basically Captain America but with a rocket instead of a shield. The Rocketeer was, it was cool. It, it wasn't like, it was, it was a 90s camp movie. And I was, I was all right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. I like camp. You'll learn this about No, me no, I, you are camp. Um, <laughs> already knew it. Uh, um, the next movie that I had no intention of seeing because I was like, number one, I don't like that comic book. It's a comic book. Shocker. Um, I don't okay. like book character i've never liked that comic book character i don't like any of the movies previously and i'm going to get all the hate all of the hate because of that comment i'm ready for it and um and i saw the trailer and i was like it looks kind of dumb and well i'd like to point out that all of this prefix uh that to stop the hate comments you do like this movie so it's fine oh no once i reveal the movie the hate comments will come flooding okay Okay. I'm so <laughs> I was like, it's gonna be dumb. And then the people, here's why I ended up going to see it. People were like, that's not an accurate take on the character. This is stupid and it's too realistic. And I was like, it's real. I don't don't and, care about inaccuracy. I just want it to be Exactly. Good. Well, it was it was people Do you were, know how many versions of Batman there are? There's the nineteen sixties one. Yes, we know you bring it up every camp so and we fun. Know. Yeah, but there's the 1940s one where he murders people, and now he's it's like Batman can't murder. I'm like he did. Look at him, constantly. Yeah, he, Batman can murder. Um, so, but what's okay, your thank thing? you. Um, so when people were saying people came back from the screenings and they were like, "That is not my Superman." I was like, "Okay, now I'll go see it to see what all the fuss is about." Steel. And I, will you shut Man up and let me say it? I don't interrupt you when um, you're doing your 20 minute diatribe getting to the point <laughs> anyway, i'm very excited <laughs> anyway, okay. anywho, so when people were like that's not my superman 
because X, Y, and Z. I was like, now I have to see it. So I went to see it, and yes, it's Man of Steel. <laughs> I like Man of Steel because to me, it's the first time Superman is a human. Because yeah, I get that he's an alien and he's supposed to be like Space Jesus, but Space Jesus is never interesting. That's boring. Care, and I always hated the fact that his people love the fact that like being Clark Kent is his costume, and I'm like, that's a great theory. It's wonderful for philosophy, but when you think about it, his costume is a pair of glasses, not sunglasses. Literally, just glasses. He puts. Them People are like, um, it's also the performance, and like, there's a lot of stuff that you can get into with Clark Kent being revealed. My favorite joke about that is on Facebook. It's a meme where um, it's like uh, where uh, Lois Slade uploads a photo of Superman to um, to Facebook, and this and the Facebook is like, do you want to tag Clark Kent in this photo? And she's like, holy shit! But like, I, I, we can get into that because it's more of a performance and stuff, but I'd like to point out one very important thing. Superman kills Zod in Superman 2. He depowers him and then he throws him off a cliff, smiling. At least in Man of Steel, he felt bad about it. <laughs> Superman is a murderer. Well, and oh, there's always collateral. Also, also, he also he got rid of his powers. So I, this is mainly a complaint about, about Superman 2. So he got rid of his powers, right? Because he wanted to bang Lois, and I'm like, I don't know why you're doing that. That's fine. I get it. Um, but then when he gets his powers back, he goes back to a bar in order to beat up someone. And I'm like, that's not Superman. That's rubbish. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I did not like any Superman movies prior to Man of Steel. Man of Steel is the only, and the reason why I'm going to get the hate for that is because everybody loves Christopher Reeves. Everybody loves him. And they were like, he's the best Superman ever. And I personally, as far as the animated series is the best one. As far ever. as looking Superman, I prefer Brendan Routh, but whatever. His movie, I I did not like Superman Returns. But I still think that this version of Superman is the best because we get to see him as a child struggling with his abilities. He's not impervious to anything. He's not he's not perfect. He makes mistakes. It makes him human. And for him to I kill Zod and that, that made that it made, not only did it make sense, but I like the fact that he was anguished over it, and he didn't become some mm. megalomaniacal like godlike being. I it was a, it was an interesting character study to me, and it was it was a, to me it was a good movie, and I have actually defended Man of Steel to many people. Uh, Man of Steel is one of those movies where if the sequel was good, it would have been like risen up because you have like you have this thing where he destroys the city um because he's fighting zod and so everyone hates him and it's like if you have that and you pay it off properly in the sequel that'll be fine but they well, didn't technically they man of steel didn't get a sequel and that is part of the problem man of steel needed a man of steel 2 and we needed a reintroduction to Batman before you go Batman v Superman. You can't just jump to Batman v Superman when you've had one movie of Superman and no movie of Batman. Because remember, the Nolan trilogy Batman is not this Batman. Okay, so here's what happened, right? So Man of Steel, and I'm like, that's kind of lame. Mainly because it was. But, like, everything that people complain about, which is him killing people and not saving his dad, I'm like, yeah, 
that works. It's just badly done. So everything that you're saying about like, he should have, he could have saved Zod, but he didn't because he was young. I get it, but it's not well Wait, done. What? It's it's him. It's not Zod. Um, uh, his dad, Jonathan oh. Kent. So uh, he could have saved Jonathan Kent from that tornado, but he didn't because he's like an idiot. Okay, so um, again, the, I've I'm but, defending like, this at this point. A lot, a lot of the, a lot of the things that I don't like about it are just the way it's technically done. Like, it's got a great idea, and I get you. I don't, but like, I get it that people can defend it because of these things. But it's just not well done. It's like the. Um, I I disagree entirely. I think it is well done. I liked so. Okay, to to get back to the point that you just made about him not saving his dad. Yes, we all know he could have saved his dad. But in order to do that, he would have had to expose that he is superhuman. And his dad did not want him to do that because this is modern-day United States, and they would have experimented on him. They would have crucified him in the media because just like they did in the next movie where they were like, oh, what? Like you had Bruce Banner saying he's too powerful. If there's a 1% chance he can go bad, we have to kill him. Like, that's the sentiment. I, I, I want to figure out, I know how to fix it. I know, I know exactly how to fix it. You make him a kid. He was too old. He was only like 16 when that happened. Yeah, he was 16. Who cares? Expose your powers. Who gives a shit? The, if he was like eight or nine, I get no, it, well, but see, like at that point, see, the, see, but here's the difference: if he was eight or nine, he would have rebelled and saved his father regardless. Um, no, you can write it so that he isn't. No, because whatever. Here's why: because right when man. you're that young, you're not going to listen. When you see, like, oh, my dad's in danger, you're not going to stop. Like in that in that moment, he went to save him, and his dad shook his head and stopped him. And just let him go. Okay, oh, that so moment lame. would not have happened if he was because so if he lame. was, lame, he was I get killing Zod because he's okay, a but psychopath. Let me but the, like, the reason why he did that. So in the movie, uh, he was he he took a beat. He was going to go after him, and his dad stopped him and said, "No, let it happen." Okay, if he was only eight, he would not have stopped. He would have seen his dad and emotionally ran to get him, and then come back, and then everybody would have been like. How the hell can that kid move that fast? And then inquiry after inquiry. Because there was a tornado. Oh, he must. it must have been the wind. There was, there's been episodes of Lois and Clark where it's like, how did you do that? It's like, oh, I don't know, the explosion Yeah, and Lois and Clark was a stupid TV uh, show. But this is a more realistic. Lois and Clark was a great stupid TV show. You want show. nothing it, but stupid TV shows? You can't defend things on that. I can, can, and I will, because Lois and Clark got really bad. Like, and you're, right? and yet you're defending as soon as it. He, uh, <laughs> No, not that section. Oh. So Lois and Clark got really, really uh -huh. bad um, for like four seasons because uh, it lasted like eight seasons, and the first three were great. And then as soon as she, as soon as uh, Clark proposed to Lois, uh, and then they had that cliffhanger, then the studio was panicking throughout the entire run of the series, to going, "How do we stop this from happening?" and it got really stupid. By the way, really that's another bad. thing that I have never liked about the whole Clark Kent thing that he's, I get it. Lois Lane is his tie to humanity, but his parents were his tie to humanity. He didn't need to be tied to her. To me, I would much rather- Well, he's not gonna fuck his parents. Sure, it's not what I'm talking about. I would much rather have him tied to somebody like Wonder Woman. Wonder yes. Woman. <clears throat> to me, they are more of a match. Yeah. Idealistically, like, 
Yeah, just all all around. Like, they're more of a match than he and Lois Lane. And especially since, like, from since the beginning of the comic, he and Lois... That's have been really because Lois Lane is badly written. Time after time after time. So, he, like, it's like, what, you want to fight with Lois? Or you can just get along with Wonder Woman, which you do. So... Constantly. You had that thing where you sent the emails with the logos. It was great. What? Yeah, nothing. Um, so, yeah. It, um, the emails with the logos? What the hell are you talking about? They had... The, um, they sent emails with logos. He made logos. Who made logos? Oh, was you're it? not talking about Man of Steel. You're talking about Justice League. Just Superman. Yeah, but like, it, it's just so Yeah, lame. no, that movie's lame. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm talking about... I, I want to point out that like this movie could have been saved if Batman vs Superman was good. It, it wasn't. That doesn't need to be saved. But There's nothing wrong with with Man of Steel. That's what I'm saying. I mean, is it perfect? No. Yeah. But is it watchable? Definitely. Is well, it can... interesting? Yes. I liked it. Both those things are true. Still not good. Put it is Brightburn. good. Brightburn um, is not. See, to me, Brightburn is such a letdown. It could have been so much better. So could Man of Steel. There was. This is this is it, folks. End of the podcast. We disagreed on a movie. We've disagreed on a lot. That's never happened before. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel. I still it's, I, it's not a great movie, but it is a good movie. And I think it's. I think I put it up there with the top that the DCEU has offered us. It's leagues well, ahead of Justice League and people. Batman v Superman. Well, yeah, he's your consolation prize. Well done. No, it's to me. I would say. Um, do you, know what's a great movie? Do you know what's a great Superman movie? was Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman was about this um, person with incredible power who's disconnected from humanity and has to reconnect with humanity. She didn't have to reconnect. She was never connected in the first place. She had to connect. Yeah, but she had, whatever. She had to connect with humanity. And that could be something that Superman is. Because imagine if um, you had that archetype, the Superman archetype, and instead of making him cynical and evil and idi- an idiot um you had him be all idealistic and go oh that's that's great and then he goes to and then he leaves the farm and he's like oh everything sucks everything's run by uh lex luther that makes no freaking like, sense first of all cynical and an idiot how the hell is clark Kent an idiot in man of steel he could have done literally anything else in order to prevent so much like death. What? But he doesn't. Like not punching Zod into the thing. Because you can have that fight, right? You can have that fight, but you have Superman like trying to throw, throw Zod away from the city and have Zod, you know, punch him. Oh my gosh, you're one of the haters. Okay, sure, right. I hate this movie so much. There's an army of aliens coming down to destroy the planet. Yeah, let me take the time to fly him, the guy who's more powerful than me because he's older than me. You don't have. You don't have to to someplace out to the middle of nowhere and try to have a no casualties fight. That's not going to happen. Zod brought the. You could have tried. He could have tried, though. No, you can't try because when you're you're too busy being distracted by that, I don't know if you noticed or not, but Superman almost completely lost that fight. Had he tried to take it to someplace else, he would have completely lost the fight, and then the whole world would have been lost. That's a great plan. Why didn't he just do that? Why didn't he just lose? The question is, why does it work when Marvel does it, but not when it happened in Man of Steel? Because it didn't work in Man of Steel. It does it's work. Because of the fans. When, like, it's honestly, it's the difference in the fans. 
because fans have a certain expectation for Superman and they were let down by the fact that it wasn't the what they wanted. Whereas Marvel fans... I, it, I think it's the tone. It's like angry and cynical it's, and dark. How is he and angry gritty. and cynical and, and dark? How is Superman angry and cynical and dark in Man of Steel? That's my question. That's my question. Why no, would you the one angry who made the claim? Dark. They made him Batman. They didn't make him Batman. He Batman doesn't have powers. They he did. actually has powers. How? Whatever. They made him Batman with Superman powers. We need, need to point to a scene to show so where lame. Clark Kent in well, either Clark Kent or Superman was dark and all of the things uh, that you found. No, I yes, don't. Do you know what I need to do? I need to no, move on. You made the claim. You have to support can, it. Now. You make the claim, you've got to back no, it up. Show to point to a scene. The entire movie. The, no, the entire movie. Was, most, half the movie, he was a kid. He was a kid coming to terms with his powers or he was going He's back like, to, the, to the ship okay, to learn. Okay, all right. Oh, should I, let, should I let them have died? And he's like, yeah, kill kids. Killing kids is great. Let's kill kids. What? That guy should have been Brightburn. The fact that Jonathan Kent is like, yeah, you should have let them die. I don't care. About he kids. didn't say that. Oh my gosh! First of all, so see, this is why I hate this movie. I can so tell, much. but you have a blinded hate, and it doesn't make any damn sense because you're saying things that it aren't does. in the movie. And when I say point out in the movie, yeah, you're like yeah. that day, because they don't exist. Like, <laughs> so the okay, the the dad uh, did not yeah, say I, let the kids die. <laughs> the dad brought up a philosophical question of the so the. Whole point no, uh, he, is the, he's trying the, to protect his after own son. He saved kids, his, after he saved kids from dying, the uh, he was Clark Kent was like, well, okay, but look at it from look like, at it from Clark Kent's perspective. Look at it from his perspective. It's like, yeah, you could save other kids, but in the process of doing that, I could lose my own kid. He's trying to protect his own kid. He's invincible. The only thing that he can be con- killed by is like fucking magic rocks. No. They're not magic rocks, they're space rocks. <laughs> I love that we're arguing over fiction. <laughs> over, like, I hate it so much. Do you know what I really like? Uh, I like Titanic. Congratulations. Taking this back. You started okay, it. We're so, going to have, a, so that's it. We're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a DCEU podcast we're gonna have an entire an entire <laughs> podcast where we talk all things dceu we've had an mcu one we're gonna have a dceu one it's gonna happen because of this conversation and we're gonna bring up the thing. do you know you know how you you know how you hate you know how you hate batman 89 yeah right yeah let it go yeah no, no but okay, here's the difference so, though i can i can explain why i don't like batman 89 I already did. You were not arguing. I explained exactly why I hated Man of Steel, and you're like, "Hey, let's not." Uh, but you're wrong. For I never said you were wrong for thinking wrong. that. I like, just said the things that you point out aren't necessarily things in the actual movie. They're just criticisms of the movie. But point out exactly where that happened, and you can't do it because it didn't happen. I did, and you were like, "That's that's not my reading of it." And I'm like, "I don't. I feel subjective. Someone killed me." <laughs> That's the whole point of this podcast is to talk about movies. <laughs> oh, I know, but it's so, it's so It's not you're talking about Man of Steel, right? You're not talking about talking about movies. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're totally gonna go down this rabbit hole one day. It's happening. It's oh. happening. Not we we have to. After the podcast, 
We can discuss this at nauseum, but we have other movies to talk about. It's been two hours. A lifeline is what you're looking for. Go ahead. <sighs> Move on. Okay. You mentioned Titanic? Yes, Titanic. So, like, every, uh, every teenage boy in history didn't see Titanic and then hated it because it existed and was for girls. Yes, not and at I, all. Because it was immediately I, popular and it, it was the end game of 1997. Yeah, and like there was a counterculture around that being like, ugh, I don't want to see Titanic. It's got romance and shit in it. That didn't happen. There's a whole back. Honestly, that part. counterculture didn't happen until like, I want to say 98, 99, because in 97, uh -huh. it came out, came out at the end of 97. And for the entire like next year, everybody was like, did you see Titanic? How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it four times. And yeah and and then after that which is when i was um growing up after that everyone just sort of hated titanic and now and because they were children and it's like oh it's not that and then they tried to defend it by being like they inserted this fictional story and i'm like no you were one of the ones complaining that it was about girls and had kissing and stuff <laughs> and i'm like it's a a kissing book? on the titanic what it sounds like a yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. It was that kid. I was that kid. What a little shitbag. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. This is um, a good time to mention I, that we're going to be covering Princess Bride next month. Yay. We're going to do that for my birthday, which is why it's not on this list. Um, you but it been. didn't think you would like Princess Bride? What kind of I thought it was a sequel to Princess you? Diaries. You thought Princess Bride? I thought it was a sequel to Princess Diaries. Yeah, because in the sequel to Princess Diaries, she got married. And I'm like, I get it. They call it Princess Bride. I don't care. And then I didn't pay attention to it for years. And then everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What Princess Bride? I'm like, you're a child. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't mean like emotionally, but that too. I mean, like, you're like nine years old compared to me. I feel so old now because I saw Princess Bride when it came out. Yeah, I saw it like four years ago and it became my favorite movie. Four years that. ago. Wow. Just the fact that you mm -hmm. have... You have the framework of thinking that Princess Bride was the sequel to Princess Diaries. Oh yeah, that must really twenty annoy years you. later. Like what the shit? Like I can't. My mind is. I can't go on. <laughs> Do you want to talk about yeah, Titanic? Titanic. My, I'm, I'm, I'm about to have a brain freeze right now. I love Titanic. I think Titanic is great. I like the soap opera nature of it. I like that it's very sincere. Um, I love the love story. I love the fact that um, that James Cameron is that's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson pointed out that that's not what the sky looked like in 1912, and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm going to change it." And then he went to Neil deGrasse Tyson, is like, "Give me an image of what the sky would look like from the coordinates of the Titanic, or whatever." And he's like, "Okay," and so he did. So now the sky's accurate. That's how uh, that's how much he loves this movie. Um, yeah, Cameron I had the, insane. Uh, amount of detail with this movie like that it actually was postponed i think it was postponed first a year and then like several more months because it was supposed to be a summer blockbuster movie and then he pushed it to like november december um i i like the fact that like they they showed how the titanic sank based on their information and then james cameron who was apparently obsessed with finding out about stuff about the titanic proved himself wrong <laughs> well and, yeah I mean, he actually so, yeah. like he went into the ocean and like one of those little bubble thingies that they show you in the movie. He really did that uh -huh. in research for Titanic. Like he was obsessed with Titanic. 
yeah, I I love this. And we watched it in school. We watched the second half in school. And I'm like, cool, I guess. Um, which isn't a great way to watch it. Watching half a movie um, during school in like half hour chunks is not a great way to experience Titanic for the first time. Yeah, it came out after I graduated from high school. So there's that. <laughs> you're so old. <laughs> you know, you're starting to make me feel it. <laughs> so. So like, I love the school anyway, and I'm like, yeah, I was an adult. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really love this movie. Uh, I think it's great. I, I love making me feel like I, I'm 90. <laughs> it's starting to, I'm starting to kind of smart, which is another <laughs> term for me and nerds. Tell me about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in this time. Was he taken seriously as an actor? Yes and no. Um, okay. At this point, our version of Leonardo DiCaprio was as Mike Seaver's friend in Growing Pains from when he was a, a kid, when he was a teenager on the show. Um, so, and back then, so you wouldn't know it now because now there's like almost no line anymore. But back then, there was a huge difference between being a TV star and a movie star. A movie star was taken seriously. A TV star is like, you pet them on the head and go, that's nice. Go make your cereals. Um, so, and most people did not transition. Most people didn't, they didn't transition well, I should say. Um, very few people did. George Clooney is one of them. Leonardo DiCaprio is one of them. And this was the first movie of like, let's see if he can actually, I mean, he'd been in other movies, but he was always like, he, he was a smaller part. To me, his best role was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And I have- I haven't seen that, obviously, but I'm taking that that's a more smaller movie that um, people see now, but they see back then, and people only know him from Titanic. Exactly, so. And it's like, hey, it's that guy from Titanic. It reminds me a lot of Robert Pattinson, where he was in one well, big franchise, one big, that people saw and didn't no, like. It's um, not at all like Robert Pattinson, because... Well, yeah, because no. his public image was that, that guy from that movie that people no. don't like. And then he did a bunch of indie stuff and then he became more successful no, later. Because. Um, so Robert, Robert Pattinson was in Twilight, which was a shit movie that, like, teenage girls liked. And everybody else was like, this is, this is horse shit. And literally, literally every single movie in that franchise has a dog shit rating from Jeremy Johns. And, everybody and as we all know, if Jeremy Johns hates it, it is true. But you're right. I saw the first Twilight and I'm like, I get why it's popular amongst this specific set of people. Exactly. No. It was a crap movie. And then, but he started in movies, and but he started from a shit movie and he was trying to move up to, or he's trying to move to non-shit movies. That is not Leonardo DiCaprio's plight. Leonardo DiCaprio, again, started in television, trans- transferred into movies. He started doing... He started doing um, indie movies like like he did What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He did The Basketball Diaries. He did uh, Melvin Droom. He was seen as an excellent actor, but the movies he was in, you had to be a movie buff like me, or you probably never saw those movies. Most people didn't see What's Eating Gilbert Grape or Melvin Droom. Most people still haven't even heard of it. Most people didn't see Basketball Diaries. So most people didn't see him as an excellent actor. The general consensus was he's that kid from Growing Pains. So most people saw him as a TV kid. Um, Titanic 
So his public image was is similar to Robert Pattinson, but like the actual quality Titanic is a good movie, and it was not hated. Again, Titanic is a good movie. Was hated by like we're talking about like you're looking at it from the counterculture of after it came out years later at the titanic was like this is the movie that put leonardo dicaprio that made him a a household name that put him on the map and did the same with kate winslet um it was the movie that was like oh he's a legit star now because that was a good movie and everybody wanted to go see it again you're coming from the much later look at it of Oh, the, the counterculture. Remember we were talking about Marvel with the counterculture? Titanic was uh-huh. the culture, okay? So at the time, Titanic was well-received. It was well-loved. Now, before it came out, it was looked at as, this isn't going to be good because, you know, um, movies that have a lot of reshoots and, and they change the ending and all that, everybody's like, ah, oh, that, that's a bad sign. It had that kind of buzz. It was like, oh, he keeps pushing it back. He's fucking with the ending. He's messing with this. He's me- Oh, we don't know. This might be Cameron's worst movie to date. And then it comes out and everybody was like, oh my God, I got to see that again. And it was the first time a three-hour movie was mainstream. So that's why I find it hilarious really? that like people are talking oh, about no, Endgame no, no. and I'm like, you do remember Titanic, right? Because <laughs> Titanic was like, it was okay. over two and a half hours and there was no intermission. It was just you sit and you watch the whole thing. And there also wasn't, there's not a lot of downtime in Titanic. So there isn't a great go to the bathroom spot. There, you just kind of have to watch it. Because if you go to the bathroom, you come back, you're like, shit, the ship is sinking. What happened? I missed everything. And you're like, you were gone for three minutes. So, because like once the ship's... I, I would have just, just leaned back and been like, it hit an iceberg. Well, yes. Remember, come on, it hit up. an iceberg, but then the ship didn't start to sink. It took a while for that to happen. But then if you go to the bathroom while they're dancing, when you come back, people are flying off the buildings and shit. <laughs> so it's like, wait, all of a sudden it's halfway in the air and like people are falling. Or if you go to the bathroom, like during that scene, when you come back, like Jack is dead. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. what I mean. Like, not, it, doesn't have moments of, it doesn't have good moments of stretch out the, that where like nothing happens that you can go to the bathroom. Because if there's not action happening, it's moving the plot along. And I think dramatic action. Yeah, and I think that is the big thing with um, with a lot of movies. Like that's what that's what Titanic did really well. Endgame did it really well. You have to. You can't really have downtime if you have a movie that's three hours long. You can't pack it with action with nonstop physical action because that's going to get tiring. You're going to like people's eyes are going to explode. Like you can't handle that. But you can't have it drag because it's three hours long. It's going to mm-hmm. feel like it's going to be four days long. So you have to have this good, this good mix of character development, like you said, like dramatic action and then physical action. You have to have this, this, this good mix and you have to have it in such a way where it doesn't really drag. And I think Titanic actually did that better than Endgame. There's not really a good moment to leave if you're watching it. Like, there's not a good moment to be like, okay, I'll be back. Oh, they're just explaining how it went down. I'll come back. Because something they stay in there is going to come, you know, it's going to happen later. And you're going to be like, oh, no. It- I mean, the funny thing is that you're right, but you're also wrong. Because the first, like, ha- like 20 minutes, half an hour, is them in the present explaining how stuff happens. So, like, if you're going to go to the bathroom, it's literally the first half hour where they explain shit. But you're right. Like, the, 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 they keep the pace up. It's perfect. It does not feel three hours. I, I sit through... Uh, the entirety of Titanic every time I see it, and I don't even do that with like with um, Endgame because that's because um, you have no soul. 
yes, that's true. But also, I usually pause the movie like halfway through, and with Avengers specifically, I just skip around to the best bits. Wait a minute. See, now we're going to fight. Now. We don't have to fight. We both love Avengers no, Endgame. It's not fine. Skip around. Like I said, I sacrificed. I almost did. I just, I'm not going to lie. It was a very, it was very cut and, and, and I was very, it was very close of like, okay, I have to get up in like eight hours and I know I need to get seven hours of sleep and Endgame is three hours. And if you do the math on that, <laughs> it should tell you, don't start Endgame now, you dumbass. <laughs> But the head, thing is that you can sit through the whole thing, but also at this point, I just want to see uh, Captain America use Mjolnir and like hit shit. Uh, and I'm like, that's great. No, no, no. That see, again, I'm, I'm, I'm an MCU purist. I'm not going to start Endgame and then pause it or and be like, oh, I'll watch, it to, watch the rest tomorrow or fall asleep on it or decide like, oh, let me just skip through this bit. No, you need the whole experience. You need the whole that sounds really hard. Well, not for me. So, right. um, I, I but, um, watched it so, on Disney Plus because, unfortunately, I just haven't had three and a half hours because the movie itself is three hours and ten minutes. But then I'm gonna watch the behind the scenes. Duh. Obviously, so you oh have to gosh. have like a good three and a half hour block. And so I haven't watched Endgame yet, but it's like a treat. It's like the dessert at the end of your meal, and my meal. My week, one of the, and then I'm gonna get the dessert of Endgame. So it's very movie. strange. It's such a good movie. I love that movie. I mean, I get it. I watch my favorite episodes of Lucifer. Um, just I just have them, and I suck. And one time with Lucifer, I started at like episode six, and I'm like, cool, I'll just watch this one. And then like four episodes later, I'm like, how? What time is it? Midnight. <laughs> I can. Uh, so I get it. I just I love how your four hours later is midnight. Yeah, my story started at one a.m., which is why I didn't because <laughs> I knew like because don't get me wrong, I have no objection to going to bed at five o'clock in the morning. As a matter of fact, I didn't sleep when I went to see it the first time because my crazy ass decided I'm going to do a Marvel movie marathon this time instead of the movies that I did oh, the first time. No. I'm going to do all twenty-two or no twenty-one. Why is it that we keep talking about Marvel? Because talking you're talking to me. That's a good point. So we, we have a different relationship for three-hour movies. Because, so, like, I, had, I saw Lawrence of Arabia um, on TV. Uh, no, I rented it. But I was like, I can't, I physically can't watch a three-hour movie because I don't have another three hours. So what I decided, what I did was I turned it off at the commission point, which was like an hour and a half and so for like old movies that are three hours that have like a clear intention point, I just turn it off then and then I get back to it the next day. And with Lawrence of Arabia specifically, I was really excited to get back to it, but I was also really excited. <laughs> uh, okay. I've, I've been kind of grandfathered in from Hindi movies. So, because like, mm-hmm. Hindi movies are traditionally, like at a time when American movies tended to be 90 minutes, Hindi movies tended to be over a hundred. So they tended to be like, when a, an American movie is an hour and a half, Hindi movies were like two hours and 10, three, et cetera. So by the time Endgame came, I was like, let's do this. But it like, it's crazy enough. People are like, oh my gosh, three hours and 10 minutes. That's crazy. I'm like, bitch, I was in the theater for 72 hours. I was there for three days. Wait, what? I told 
It was like I, a movie no, marathon. I did all 21 movies in one shot. I started with Iron Man, ended with Endgame, and almost couldn't sleep for two more days because I was just like, Endgame had me shook, and I needed to see it again. And my coworkers were like, oh my gosh. They were looking at me, and they were like, I can tell that Endgame has moved you. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I cried, and I screamed, and I need to see it again. And they were like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I don't I think like that I've ever had an experience like Oh, it's so... I almost had that experience in Avengers. So aside from Endgame, my second really, favorite Marvel movie is Avengers. I mean, I get it. Um, I, I think the one that I saw the most in cinemas was uh, Zootopia. I loved <sighs> Zootopia a lot. And and I saw that like nine times You know why? Because you're eight. That's why. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm eight. I love adorable rabbits. I love cartoons. Exactly. It's great. You're, this is why. Okay, so this is why. What's your next what is one? This is my next one. Um, oh, so here's a movie that I almost didn't see at all. Like, we're on campy movies. I didn't see it because I was like, you know, looking mm-hmm. at the trailing, it's going to be stupid. But then Jeremy Johns, who has way too much influence on my film review, <laughs> my film watching. I, I think I have a critic like that. I have uh, William and Whitney. Uh, from the critically acclaimed okay. network, and they and if they're like, "Hey, watch this weird foreign movie from like the nineteen sixties about cannibalism," I think you'll dig it. I'm like, "Okay, I will." Oh, Thank you for telling me. Uh, I've seen so many weird movies. Okay, so the way I do the way I deal with film reviewers is, and I've always been like this. I if I want to see a movie, I ignore them until after I've seen the movie, and then I go back and see what everybody's opinion was. That's what I do as well. For like but the big if I, I do that for all of them. But if I don't want to see a movie, if I have zero interest in a movie, then I will see what everybody else has to say about it. Um, so I'm never completely closed off to seeing a movie. I'm always somewhat open, because if I read a review or watch a review, and somebody's like, you know what? It looks like it's going to be just dog shit. But it's not then I'll give it a shot. And that's what happened with Crawl. I had no intention, oh my had no God. intention of watching Crawl. That, that crocodile movie no one saw because it looks exactly. bad and all the crystal, then, like, it's great. Then, but though. then Jeremy Johns, Chris Duckman, a couple other people were like, you know what? It, look, you think it's going to be shit. It's not great, but it's not shit. <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Because I, I was so shocked because I listened to, like, because so, the, the Critically Acclaimed Network they pride themselves on being film snobs. One of them um, hates the MCU and always makes fun of it. And I'm and I love them. Uh, but like when they saw Crawl, they're like, "You gotta see Crawl." No one's gonna see Crawl because the trailers suck. Yeah, the trailers made it look like average camp, you know, goofy ass movie. But it actually was pretty good. Um, and I only saw it because Jeremy Jones was like, "Yeah," he said exactly what I said. Like, yeah, it looks stupid. And you think it's going to be really dumb, and you're like, "Ugh, let me slog through this." But then it was actually not bad. Um, so and that's exactly what I thought of it when I saw it. And of course, this is your favorite part. I was able to do that because I have unlimited movies that I can see, so I don't have to. I can just go to the theater and be like, "Yeah, I want to see that one," and then I go see it. So well, because at the time, at the time, I think I only had the AMC Movie Pass, which only allows me to see three movies a week. Um, <laughs> oh, oh no. I feel so hey, sorry. It's for okay. You for it's okay because every time I use the movie pass, I get points. And so on Tuesdays, um, because you're a because you're a, a Stubbs member, on Tuesdays movies are only five dollars. Like all movies are only 
And so because I get so many, I rack up so many stub toys by seeing so many movies, I can pretty much get a free movie because you get a $5 reward. So turn a $5 reward in to see a free movie on, to see a movie on Tuesday, which would make it free. So I can actually see four movies a week if I want to. Um, so I hate you yeah, so much. Yeah, but hey, it's okay. This is the worst thing but, well, ever said. It, it gets better because not only do I now have the AMC stubs one, which gives me the three, sometimes four movies a week, uh, which reminds me, I forgot I have a reward that I need to use for that. Um, but also, now I can use the reward on, on food if I want to because I now have the Regal movie pass, which allows me to see a film any day of the week. I can see one film a day, um, but it's only a 2D. So if I want to see it in anything other than 2D, I have to use my AMC pass because I can see any format on AMC, but I can only see three movies a week, sometimes four. So, oh, but no. then um, for this we... month, I also have... How do you how do you manage to live with <laughs> right? such a right? restriction as three movies well, a week you, in well, cinema? And, and also, you know, one a day. Um, but then also... I did a free trial for two months for Cinemark's movie club and it's like $9 a month. And I'm like, I'm not buying that. And it's not because it's $9 a month, but because you only get one ticket. And I'm like, what the hell? For $9 a month, I get one ticket, but then all your, all your tickets are only $9 a month, like from Cinemark and you get 20% off concessions. And I'm like, that's not a deal. AMC's deal. It was $20 a month. You get three movies a week. That's a better deal. And this any format. A Regal's uh-huh. deal is, for $24 a month, you get a movie every single day, but it can only be a 2D format. That also is a better deal. We get it. You see you movies. See what about Crawl? Oh, yeah. So I, I used Crawl as one of my AMC movies. So it's not like I had to pay like $15 to go see it. I just, you know, use the AMC app. And um, Okay, so it looks terrible. So why did you like it? Because it wasn't terrible. It was, you would like it. Oh, yeah, that, you, that would do it. <laughs> You would like it because it's a character-driven movie. Oh, I do like yes. character. And um, and it's all about it. You know, it's all about this woman and her dad and her relationship with her family. Um, it's predominantly about a relationship with her dad, but it also deals with her relationship with her sister and her mother. Um, and it also it's also a character story somewhat on the dad himself and his relationship to his wife and his daughters. And um, and in the process, there's the storm that brings in all these crocodiles and um our, uh, crocodiles are alligators. a, a crocodile yeah. uh, but it's not and see the thing is the trailers made it look like it was sharknado on like it was sharknado with alligators or crocodiles whatever the hell they are i can't tell the difference um uh-huh. that's why i didn't see yeah. it that's why no one yeah, the saw movie, it. it the trailer made it be like sharknado in florida and it was like it wasn't it was more of this character study between these two and the obstacles they just happened to deal with were crocodiles or alligators because I still can't tell the difference. <laughs> so yeah, it was, and it, it actually was, it was good. And um, so there is, I will have to say this, Jeremy Johns did say that there was something he didn't buy, but later on I learned that that's like, when I saw the movie, I was like, that actually wasn't unrealistic. But then also if you watch a thing on how, crocodiles and alligators get their prey it actually did have like they do that they, that's exactly what they do um there was he he didn't like a scene this is somewhat spoiler um there's a scene where an alligator gets a hold of her it like grabs uh, one of her limbs and instead of just eating her it shakes her roughly and it's like shake 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 and because yeah that's what alligators do yeah 
or crocodiles. Right, exactly. That's what they do. They shake them to try to either kill them through the shaking, through the violent shaking, or, you know, if there's something around, they'll shake it up against that to kill it. And then they can take their time and eat it. They don't just go in for the kill on the first bite. They take the bite and they shake the hell out of it. And so, and so Jeremy Johnson didn't think that was realistic, but that's actually realistic. That's actually what they would do. And it was through that shaking that she was able to gain leverage and get out. But, um, but it was a good movie. And it, it was, it's good because it's kind of like an old school monster movie in that like the plot is going on and it's not a jump scare necessarily of like where they are, but you can see them and you're like, go the other way, go the other way. <laughs> and you're like yelling, but you're into it. Like it actually makes you give a shit about the characters. So you're watching it. You're like, go, no, don't go that way. Don't go that way. You know? So it's fun. So it's, it, that's what I liked about it. It actually had a story and it was a decent story. It was a much better story than you, you expected with like the crocodile version of Sharknado. Um, that's good. It's got a great story. The characters are good. I should see it. I probably will. Indeed. Okay. You're next. Uh, especially if it's streaming. Uh, I got one more. That would be. So my dad, so my dad, when I was a kid was like, come watch this movie with me. It's about boxing. And I'm like, cool. Oh, boo, this isn't about boxing. It's about, like, characters and stuff. I hate people. Let me watch cartoons or whatever. Uh, and then I saw it, like, There's seven a, years ago. If I, ever heard I, like one. I hate people. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Most people suck. Um, so I, so, um, I didn't like Rocky because I was a dumb kid. And then when I became a dumb adult, I'm like, oh, I like Rocky. Rocky's great. Interesting. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that what I wanted in Rocky One was Rocky Four. Oh, when I heard about Rocky One, I wanted it to stuff because that's the kind of stuff I liked. But I hate Rocky Four, and I love Rocky. Who knows? Well, you've matured. <laughs> um, so I love Rocky. I think it's one of the best posters ever, as well as a bonus. Um, everyone does the steps, and none of the sequels work until Creed. Okay. I've seen Rocky two uh, often. I think I saw that once, um, but like three and four definitely don't work. I love Creed and Creed two, um, but I but Rocky is still like five out of five top ten sports movies or whatever, and top ten dramas and character pieces. It's really high up hmm. there. Interesting. I love this movie a lot. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's also interesting because it is a very American movie and you usually hate very American movies. Only when they're lame. Only when they're, only when they're like, this is America. We're the greatest. We're Hallmark. We have literally wears flags. Things. Yeah, literally wears flags. That no, kind of that's what I'm saying. In Rocky, he's literally no, wearing but, a flag. That, yeah, but, but that's, what, that's why I don't like... Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't like Rocky Four. Rocky Four went too far with that. I don't mind. I don't mind patriotism. I get it, especially when you're a fucking boxer. But um, I like the character drama. I like the. Um, I I like that uh, that Stallone and Rocky have basically the same underdog story going on. I like. I think it's movies really explained for version or not version, but um, his summary of Rocky. I love movies explained for. What? He's a YouTube a YouTuber. He does hilarious videos uh -huh. where he summarizes a movie, but from a different perspective. Hilarious. I'll I'll check it out. But I I really like Rocky. I think that it's a great movie, and I don't think any of the sequels except for Creed have captured that magic. Again. 
indeed. I liked Creed because, to me, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, nope. do it. I will do it later. We're going to have do an it. entire episode talking about this situation. I will bring it up later. I'm not going to do it. Okay. We, have a, we have a whole episode next month where we're going to go into what I was about to say. I will bring it up then. I'm so excited to, for whatever it is. <laughs> okay. I don't know either. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's really obvious. It's um, one of the things that we're talking about next month, and we only have three di- three different episodes. Oh, yeah. We either have Star Wars, Princess Bride, or a Christmas movie. So I'm going to guess it's Star Wars. I'm also going to guess it's The Last Jedi because we constantly talk about The Last Jedi. Not just The Last... It is Star Wars. You are correct. But it, this in this particular instance, it's not just The Last Jedi. Okay. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, I love Rocky. I think it's great. Really I've watched it at least Jedi. times. I just realized what, what you said. I don't constantly talk about The Last Jedi. I can't believe it took you that long. Um, <laughs> you are <a> yeah. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you were totally baiting me. <laughs> I was totally baiting you. Oh. So <laughs> oh. oh. It's part of my charm. So, yeah, it deserved everything, all the praise that it got. It deserved all the Oscars, and I love it. And I love that. I love that Creed Two tried to make Rocky Four mean something. Yeah, it's like it's like they took Rocky. They, they took like what people remember Rocky Four was and did <clears> that. <throat> Indeed. Um, the only thing I would have changed, as well as for Creed Two, the only thing I would have changed about um, the ending is that I would have had Rocky throw in the towel for Creed instead of the other way around because it's like you you've already decided that you had this happen before and you had both of them not backing down but you should have had rocky throwing in the towel and learning his lesson well he instead of the other way around yeah uh creed oh, creed two. Two. Oh, okay in creed 2 they had this son of um they had uh son of apollo creed fight the son of drago which, by the way, that shot in the Creed 2 trailer where it's just, it, where it's all set up and then we realize that it's Drago's kid and um, it was a great shot. It was, it, was per, it was a great trailer. But, but yeah, he should have learned his lesson and Rocky should have thrown in the towel instead of um, Drago. But I feel like but there's I, context that I'm not fully I get getting. it, but technically Rocky threw in the towel before the fight began because he didn't want to, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, but I... I I, I just think that, I, that that's a sticky point. It doesn't matter. There's still like three great movies. Creed 1 and 2 are great, especially the first Creed. Uh, but Rocky is the best. It will continue to be the best. It is amazing. Well, there's a ringing endorsement. Uh-huh. Do you have any uh, others? Because that was my last one. Sure. Um, okay. So I'm just going to give some honorable mentions. Um, Memento, The Prestige, The Machinist. Uh, the Pianist, The Babadook, and the one that I'm going to talk about is really? Blade Runner 2049. That's going to be the last one I'll talk about. Okay. Um, the reason why is because I did not like Blade Runner. I thought it was... I've, I haven't seen, you haven't seen either of them. them. Well, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> so I saw Blade Runner, and the funny thing is, the very complaints that people have about, about Blade Runner 2049, that it's long, it's boring, I don't care... That's what I think of Blade Runner. <laughs> I mean, and, that's fair. Well, My main complaint is that it has nine cuts. So every time I'm like, I want to see Blade Runner. What should I watch? I get suggestions of like four movies. I'm like, I'm not going to see all of them. <laughs> sure. 
Um, so for Blade Runner 2049. Oh, it's so hard mm-hmm. to say what I want to say without saying the. Just say it. I don't care. He's a replicant or he's not. It doesn't matter. He has a unicorn, I guess. Who cares? Just spoil That's it. not what I'm talking about. I was going to bring it back to Star Wars okay. again. <laughs> anyway, the, oh, the that's that. why I didn't want to say it. Anywho, um, the thing that I liked about Blade Runner 2049 is that it had a, a story to tell. It wasn't just a shameless cash grab. It has a story to tell. There is something to say in the continuation of the series. Um, and it pseudo answers the question of whether or not he was a replicant. And because it pretty much says, no, he wasn't, he's human, but there's room but. for maybe he is a replicant, but he was just like a super advanced one because, okay, I'm just going to spoil it. Um, in the second movie, sorry, they, sorry. Decker has a kid and the kid, is okay. with the replicant from the first one. And the whole thing is replicants aren't human, so they can't have kids, right? But she did. She had a kid. So, and in the movie, they straight out right. say, like, a human and a replicant, you know, had a kid. So, by default, he would be the human, since we know she's a replicant. But, at the same time, they also well, say replicants can't have kids. So, if she was so super advanced that she could have a kid, that doesn't mean that he wasn't so, so super advanced that he could have a kid. So, but anyhow, um... So there's a kid, and the whole plot of the movie is um, Ryan Reynolds thinks he's that kid because he has Ryan memories. Ryan Reynolds. Huh? Is it Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Did I say Ryan Reynolds? I did mean Ryan Gosling. I did. You said okay. Ryan Reynolds. I meant Ryan okay. Gosling. Um, so Ryan Gosling thinks he's that kid because he has memories, and um, he has memories in his head from things that have oh, that only happens to that child, and he thinks he's the kid, and it's very much a reframing of the original like wait a minute am i a replicant yes yes he is a replicant um ryan damn it i almost did it again so hard to not say ryan reynolds uh, ryan gosling is a replicant um uh-huh. but he uh he is a replicant but he's not the replicant he's not the he's not a replicant hybrid because he is a very advanced replicant that makes you think he's human and um and he thinks he's the human replicant hybrid but he's not. Um, and so, and it's a very interesting story. And then he ends up, he ends up meeting um, Deckard and that was interesting. It's a thing that happened. Um, but I like, I like how it, I like, I like it cinematically, like it, or not cinematically, um, visually it's stunning. And I also like the fact that there is a, a second story to tell because you told the original story uh-huh. and I was like, okay, whatever, you know, that's the story. But then, one of the worst um, sequel types is like Die Hard 2 or Home Alone 2, that kind of stuff where it's like, it's the same, it's movie, the same again, movie, but now we have a bigger right. budget. Well, see, this one is, it's a similar version of it, who's a replicant, who's not, but this time it's more, there's more at stake because replicants, because the whole thing is a replicant had a baby and that's like a game changer because a replicant's not, it's not a human. It's not a, you know, biologically that should be impossible and they were you know back in the first movie they only had like a six-year shelf life and now you have a replicant that lived longer and was able to have a child so that's like that's a game changer and so to me that alone is a reason to tell the story but then when you tell it from the perspective of a character that thinks he's that hybrid but later finds out he's wrong and ends up giving his life to protect the hybrid that's even better spoilers the whole thing was spoiled i mean we're talking to you you spoil everything 
You start I mean, out sure. a sentence with the end of the movie, and you just like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 spoilers, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, so that's why um, 2049, and the reason why I didn't think I was going to like it is because I didn't like Blade Runner. That makes sense. So, but I actually did. It's it's another one of those Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I didn't like Jurassic Park, but I did like Jurassic World. I didn't like Blade Runner, but I liked Blade Runner 2049. And the main thing that I liked about 2049 is it had a story to tell. It was not just a cash grab of like, oh, let's retell the story to get some money. No, it, it actually had something to say. And to me, it was a better thing than the first. Not necessarily the thing that they were saying, but like how they did it to me was better than the first. So that's the one. That makes sense. Okay. That was fun. Long, but fun. <laughs> well, it was long also because of the whole interruption phase. So, yeah. True. So We got cut off and we had um, Disney Plus to worry about. <laughs> yeah, we got cut off because my, from the construction that was happening here, they shut off the power and when the power went out, so did the Wi-Fi connection, and I was on my computer at first. So now I'm on my phone, which is why it may sound a little different. Yeah. Oh, well, it was fun. Um, Follow us on all the things. It was fun. Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, all the things. Links will be in the description. Jackie makes great, um, great posters for our podcast episodes. Thanks. Yeah, they're great. I have them all saved to my computer. Which, by the way, I'm getting a new computer. I'm currently on my laptop um so that's gonna be fun how did you destroy your desktop so um i was going to see so someone said that they is like i can build it for like 160 dollars and i'm like i'm not spending that money i can just figure out how to do it myself and then i realized that i couldn't so i called someone else and they're like i can do it for 50 dollars and i'm like i will pay it help me <laughs> god Oh, you're hilarious. I mean, you could do it for yeah. free if you took the hours to educate yourself through forums and back channels and learning all that stuff. I used to do that. I tried that. I tried that and it and I fucked it. Completely fucked yeah, it. Yeah, just pay people then. If you don't have the and learn everything because like i used to have laptops that um that got viruses and i was like i'm not paying somebody else. So i would use another laptop to go through forums and such and research how to get out of the rabbit hole that the virus sent me in so that I could then kill the virus and then like scrub the computer and start all over. And I would just do that. And I would spend like days just learning all of the things that I needed to learn how to exactly how to execute it. And cause I was just way too cheap, but that's the situation when you have more time than money. <laughs> yep. Um, I can do that with software, but as soon as it comes to hardware, I'm like, I don't know, what's going wait, wait, is this a cable? What's going on? Yeah, you just always pay somebody then. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, next month, or sort of, starting next week, we're going to start Star Wars. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars. You keep bringing it up. Might as well watch the damn thing. Indeed. So next week, we are covering the OT, the OG OT, as I like to call it, the original trilogy. We're going with Star Wars, which is what it's called because that's what it was called. A New Hope came in 19... I think New Hope wasn't even added until like 2000. So fuck that. It's called the Star Wars. Um, and then, of course, the sequel, Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. And then the week after that, we are doing the prequels. So episodes one through three. Then we're going to stop and do 
Princess Bride, because Daniel's a weirdo and wants to break things up for no reason. And then we're gonna go. It's my birthday, you dumbass. That's what I said. And then we're gonna do do the sequels. And at that point, I think, uh, nope, still won't be. Um, We're gonna do the sequels the week that Rise of Skywalker hits theaters. So we won't be able to talk about Rise of Skywalker as if we'd seen it, because we haven't seen it, but we'll be able to talk about well, our anticipation level, shall we say? Yeah, and we will. We should come back and do a bonus episode. Well, for um, as a Skywalker, we don't really need to do a bonus episode so much. I mean, well, maybe if we have if we have enough that we want to say afterwards, then sure. I'm going to guess that you will. I don't. But what we can do is that if we get it, if we can see it, if we can get the it recorded, um, and then go see it afterwards before it has to come out, then we can go back and record for like an extra half hour. No, because our episodes hit on Wednesday. It comes out at earliest on Thursday. Oh, yeah. wow, really? We're doing it that yeah, week, but it do doesn't that. come out till Thursday, but we if hit Wednesday here. If it's good enough, we'll talk about it in the best of the year episode. If it's not good then enough, we'll, yeah. then we won't. Um, so after the sequels, we're going to do our favorite Christmas movies. And then, yay! I've seen seven. Um, and then we're going to. It's, it's, it's sad. And then we're going to we're going to do um, a day early, which will be Christmas Eve for me, Christmas Day for you Aussies. Uh, we're going to put out our mm-hmm. best of for the year, and I am assuming that Daniel's best of is going to be like ninety percent weird shit we haven't heard of, and mine are going to be like ninety percent blockbusters. So that sounds, yeah, about, sounds right. about. Yeah. Get ready for a controversial documentary and the uh, then a Hitler movie to be on my list. That's going to be a fun list. See what I mean? Meanwhile, I think we all know Endgame's ended up on there. So, <laughs> but it's not... Endgame might end up on my list. I haven't written I can't have nine, like, Endgame can't be ten slots. So it's only going to be one slot. And it might, it might or might not be number one. Our other... I'm so excited because if you if it's not number one, that means you've seen something better than Endgame. Right, right, right. I know. I've seen movies, that, I've seen movies that you haven't seen, and one or two of those movies will be on that list. So get to the theater next month. I've I've still got like 50 movies I need to see in a month, plus the fucking Christmas one, plus the prequels. Oh God, never! I got so much to watch. Yeah. I don't see how you're gonna have time to watch the 95 TV shows that you watch every day. That's my problem. I watch TV shows. Yeah, you got to get on with the movies, man. Plus, I got to watch Jeff Goldblum because it's Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a great month. So here's the thing that's hilarious to me. Before we do this, Daniel has to watch like 12 movies a week to catch up, whereas I have to go, Yep. what are we doing? We're making a list. Okay, I'm going to pull these 10 out of my ass (laughs) 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 because I've seen them all. And he's gonna be like, "Oh, I saw this movie!" Like how excited he was that he liked Titanic. And I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I saw it. I saw it in '97, and you were four. Kill me. You were four in 1997. Uh, I was born in 1993. At the end of '93, so I was three. Okay. Well, that's it for our, this week's uh, cinematic adventure. Follow us on all the things. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Links are in the description.